Hello and welcome to Starkcast. I'm Joe Stark, and tonight we are doing episode fifty of Starkcast. Fucking fifty episodes of this nonsense. So for those of you that have stuck around, tonight I'm talking with Rod Clairbout and Jordan Leakin from the Supercast, and we are talking comics, motherfuckers. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's right. Lots of comic talk, so yeah. It ought to be good. Bye though. <laughs> Baby. Ought to be good. Uh so yeah, Rob, Jordan, what is up, guys? What up? Fifty fifty episodes of yep. Starkcast. <laughs> yeah. Five zero, motherfucker. <laughs> and how much 50... of that has been talking about fucking comic book nonsense? I love it. Oh, I get seventy five percent. We're going to talk a lot of comics, but I'm pretty sure we'll get another few subjects in there as well. Oh, yeah, that's just the way it goes. <laughs> Dude, we oh, fucking, yeah. this is not a straight and narrow. So, no. if, if, yeah, if the big five zero is your first episode, this is, I mean, eventually we're going to talk Regression and Dark Knight's Metal and a, a bunch of other stuff. But, but uh, yeah, no need to rush right into it and... You know, fuck it. It's advertised content, but <laughs> shit if we jump right into it or not. Uh, I'm just stoked to talk to you guys. It's so cool. It's been a bit of a break since the last episode. Um, rounding the the first of the year, you know, I was banging out a lot of episodes and then kind of slowed down and uh, took a break last week for the, um, going to C2E2, which was pretty cool. I mean, we were going to record last week. It kind of fell through, and so we just put it off for a week, but... um. Yeah I'm, yeah, I'm fucking stoked, man. I get a lot of fun there, man. I see two e two. Yeah, it was really cool. I just went for the Saturday, and um, I walked over six miles on concrete, so I was hurting like a motherfucker on Sunday. Holy shit! <laughs> Damn. Yeah. How yeah. how crowded was it? Yeah, the most crowded thing you can think of in your life. Okay. <laughs> like so it's it was pr- okay. fucking terrible. <laughs> I was about to say, I bet that was fucking awful for you, dude. Because <laughs> I know how you hate that shit. <laughs> you, you and Joe, you and Joe both would be like, just fuck everything, man. Yeah. Fuck sweaty, sweaty well, people, no deodorant. <laughs> no, I, I, you know, the, you would run past some interesting smells, but I didn't smell anything like bo wise. So some I kind of lucked out there. Smell. <laughs> interesting smells. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, there's lots of people and stuff, and also they've got, like, the food vendors and stuff just set around. So, like, at one point, I walked past, I'm like, what the fuck is that onion smell? And I look, I was going up some <laughs> stairs, and I looked down, and there was this big flat-top grill with all these big Polish sausages and, and onions getting caramelized on the hard-top grill. And... Oh, I was just going to say, it's the fucking huge-ass dude in the Chewbacca suit next to you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny is, like, at one point, I did stop and have some pizza. Yeah, I, I spent $13 on two slices of pizza. But I was fucking Jesus. dying, so yeah, yeah, pack a sandwich. <laughs> Fuck <right>? that, man. <laughs> dude, I was prepared Fuck for it. I was, like, I was like, I'm going to Chicago. The last time I was in Chicago, dude, I paid $22 for a fucking fat tire beer. I, I couldn't oh fucking believe God. it. Jesus. And so, yeah, it's, you just get fucked in the city when it comes to fucking money shit. And so I was just prepared for it. And uh, But yeah, so I'm eating my $13 pizza, and I'm leaning up against this wall, and there was this dude walking around cosplaying as Chewbacca, and he had like stilts on, so he was like seven feet tall or so. And there was this other dude, Spider-Man, and Spider-Man jumped up on the wall next to me, and then Chewbacca was like choking him for a picture. That's and awesome. so I'm just like, fuck it, you're getting a fucking guy in a Saga shirt in your picture. I'm not moving. I was here first, you fuckers. <laughs> this is my spot to lean and eat pizza. 
That is hilarious. Did you see anybody else with that Saga shirt on? No, and I had a lot of people stop me and ask me, like, dude, did you get that here? And I'm like, nah, skybound.com, son. <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted me to be there with you so bad with my Lion Cat shirt. Oh, that way we can match. No, you should have won Goose. <laughs> oh, fuck that. Dude. Fuck that shit. I'm never wearing that fucking shirt in public ever again, man. No, because like most people there would get it, though. <laughs> this is true. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's very true. It's not true. like they're going to be like, oh, look at that seal. Look how cute he is. <laughs> or that kitten. Or, or cat. <laughs> Oh my god, it's a great cat shirt. Does this look anything <laughs> like a fucking cat? <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> Do you see some cool like um saga statues or anything there? Um I don't know. I didn't really do too much booth browsing, really. Uh, the only wa- saga statue in existence is the lion cat Joe has. Is it really? Pretty damn sure. I mean, I'm I'm sure there's something out there made by someone, but yeah. official? No, I don't, I don't think there is. Yeah, and there's like three versions of that, isn't it? There's a gold one, and there's the regular one that I got, and then the one that has like but a bloody, bloody mouth. Yeah, there's, bloody all, there's mouth. also the pink one. Yeah, oh, pink okay. one. Too. That's right. Yeah, the bloody mouth one was sold out when I bought mine, and it was also a hundred bucks versus the one I got was seventy five. I had a yeah. chance to get that bloody mouth one a while back, and I just. I just had other shit to get, and I never got it. And I'm, dude, I'm glad you did because God, it's such an awesome statue. Dude, yeah, think of it as a statue of the stock. Oh, that would be fucking that incredible! Would be fucking so would, sweet. Oh my, I want to see like a Hot Toys do it. Wouldn't that be crazy? Oh yeah, that'd be awesome too. Oh man, that'd be, be like great. Eight hundred dollars. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was so sure. fucking expensive. Uh, just have her look exactly like that first time that we see her. You know, where we actually see her with all her legs out or, and you know, each one's holding a different weapon. Fuck, that'd be so amazing. Yeah. Well, are you talking about the scene where the Will is just fucking her and her fucking spider pussy? That was the other one I was going to say would be a good statue, too, <laughs> if they really had the balls to do it. <laughs> with her and the Will bone in it. <laughs> oh, that was such a weird picture. <laughs> Only Saga could pull that off and make me look at it and go, that's fucking gorgeous, man. Yep, yep. I did. <laughs> Rod, have you read uh, issue 50 yet? No, I'm not current on the saga right now. Uh, okay, oh this isn't God. much of a spoiler, but but issue 50 fucking starts off with Marco eating Alana's pussy, and she's, like, riding his shoulders while they're, like, in a lake. And he's, like, using magic at the same time. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> like only in saga. Oh, that's right? just a precursor for the next fucking tile where she is just fucking coming all over his face dude yeah i remember you sent that picture to us oh i did didn't i i sent those pictures to everyone (laughs) fucking everyone man i sent them like everyone i had in my facebook list except for you know like my mom and shit (laughs) everyone i had my messenger i just sent those pictures and then underneath it, i just sent i fucking love saga Dude, besides the art and saga, some other art that uh, I just like was looking through when I got current on it was Descender. Like that fucking watercolor art is incredible. Yeah. Yes, it is. I couldn't believe it. Like I, I was reading it, and I was just like so happy when I was opening certain pages. Just like, like yes, I have the, a tangible copy of this. This shit is incredible. And then the story is just unbelievable. That's one we were going to talk about, Joe's that last issue. Yeah. Oh, of Descender, yeah. Because, oh, like, I'm going to be honest, like, the event, shit. they did There's a little event. There's only four issues thing. left. 
Yeah, I know. It, well, they they did this little event thing. You remember, Joe? What was it called? Um, what just like a little two issue arc? It wasn't really an event, but like they built it up, going towards it a little bit, and then that's the only Descender issues where you have the name of the arc like above on the book. Oh, Rise of the Robots. Yes, yes, yeah, and I didn't it was... think it was all that great. Why? Wow, I mean, it was... like dished out so much history on it, though. Yeah. It was good. I I liked. Don't get me wrong. It's Descender. I liked it, but. I, I thought it'd be better, but then this last issue came out, and I'm like, fuck yes, man. The past two, really, learning all about... Uh, oh, what's the name of the planet again? There's yeah, a lot but, of them. Yeah, I don't remember the, where they actually meet the Descenders. Yeah, dude, I'm yeah, so that glad shit that... was fucking crazy. I loved it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, it's it's almost like it... Um, like in a ro- It's almost like a, ro- a complete robot version for the most part of like a star Wars type setup. Cause there's so many different universe, like planets. And I love the way, like within the comic, every time they jump to these planets, they don't just like flash the name real quick and nothing else. They put the name and then like a description of it. So every time you're kind of refreshed on what, like what's important on this planet. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really cool, man. You, he's put a, Jeff Lemire's put a lot of thought into that. And uh, Dustin Nugent's art is, is just something spectacular. I would love to get like actual commissions of it on that actual paper because you can see the the texture of the paper just in the scans. That's yeah. one of those books that gets lost when you go to digital, though. In my opinion. oh yeah, yeah. I mean that. Oh man, I had read the first issue on digital and just seeing that texture of the paper. I was that like, is good. I was like, oh my true. god, that I need to get this thing. in trade. And so, yeah, I, I haven't bought the single issues yet. It's it's something to where when I have some disposable cash someday, I'll do an eBay auction and I'll get all of them. I know you just well, got them, are, Rod. Are yeah, the I, trades, got, I got a good are, deal on them, too. Are the trades the same? Because in the singles, it's like thick-ass paper. Yeah, the singles are fucking awesome. It's almost like it's like a, a different type of paper compared yeah. to other comics. Fuck, now I really want the singles. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, yeah, they're real. Th- you you can feel the texture if you have your hand across the front. No, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's almost why like you guys that. Gotta tell me this stuff. Fuck, I can't even remember. Like, it's almost like that type of paper you I'm would sorry. write on in like art class or something. Yes, oh, right, right. God, yeah, it's so fucking awesome. <laughs> so that's why I'm like, dude, it just it looks so gorgeous off of that paper, and just you're feeling it, and like you're, just, it's just like a whole euphoric effect. Like, <laughs> damn it, yeah. you. I mean, it's kind of yeah. like how it's kind of like the paper with like Paper Girls or um, Southern Bastards. They're like slightly thicker. It's just that similar. Thicker, yeah, it's like a yeah, matte it's... stock versus like a glossy stock. Yeah, yeah. I've always it's... wondered how much that cost those. Like how much extra it costs to print on those books, and then like the the event books they do, where they give you that nice glossy thick stock cover. Oh yeah, on the front, or even the foil ones, like yeah. all the dark metal ones. It makes yeah, a difference I'd, just with paperback books, so I'd imagine it does in, in comics. Say I want, yeah, I want to know how much, like, how much more they paid for all those issues to be foil. Like, I mean, I'm sure it's not much, but when you're talking about, you know, 100,000 books of these things, I wonder how much more the cost is. Yeah, well, that's probably why with the Dark Knight Metal, Dark Knight's Metal ones, that they were four ninety nine, right? Because weren't, weren't they all four ninety nine? Yeah, but that's so. that, even a normal book. Well, Mar like fucking over half of Marvel's books are five bucks. So, yeah, the fucking it, Marvel. <laughs> I, I forget, so it's just no big deal to me. But I forget, like on DC, five dollars for a book is a lot. So, 
Yeah. yeah well, you know, yeah. when you got their, um, what was it like the bi-weekly ones that, uh, you know, are two ninety nine. So that's not yeah. too bad. But then I guess you're getting just a double length issue for six bucks a month. Right. And so it's well, kind fu- of the way they sneak you into it. I'm fucking yeah. pissed right now because Marvel's doing this fucking Avengers No Surrender event that's weekly. What? And and yeah, it's an event. And I'm like, okay, so we started it. It's called Avengers No Surrender. We're in fucking part 12, and there's still like six more issues to come out. <laughs> every fucking week. What? Are they still five bucks a piece? I think so. <laughs> That's yeah. why I love Marvel Unlimited. It may be four, but God, man, it's like, fuck, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm excited because once it ends, uh, they're, you know, they're, they did another we'll fucking do another reboot. one. <laughs> they did another reboot, dude. They're renumbering, going back to ones and everything. It's Marvel does this more than any fucking comic industry in the history of ever. They're already abandoning the legacy numbering again? Some okay. Some will have both. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> some will have the legacy number and the regular issue. I'm like, so you're trying to cash in on legacy numbering and number ones again? I'm like, what? I'm like, what can you even do next, Marvel? <laughs> I'm like, Jesus, man. But I'm excited for the new Avengers because Jason Aaron's doing uh, is writing on it. So, oh, excellent. That's awesome. That'll be cool, dude. Um, yeah, I'm sad though because Donnie Kate Stanos ends this week. Dude, oh, Kate's uh, been killing it. Is it? Yeah. So with, with the the Thanos that just came out this week is the last one on his run. Yes. Ah. There, I read there were there there'll be an annual like next month or after, but and then that'll be it. But he's not. That's one of those annuals where there's like fucking a thousand writers on it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's how many really, issues did he do? Six. Uh, when did he come on? Was, was it 13? 13 through 18? So it might be six issue run. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's six. So yeah, it's six is fucking one. cool. I haven't, I haven't Amazing. read that last one that came out this week. I haven't read it yet. Oh, me so neither. Far. Holy fuck. What a ride. It's, and even when Lemire was doing it before his arc, it was the, the whole title that has was been good just too. incredible. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. I've got pretty much all of them. You know, what's fucking ironic. And you even told me I was crazy when I did it. I, I was tight on money. And so I was, I dropped Thanos right before Donny Cates went on. And so yeah. then I didn't buy these books for three ninety nine a month. And then, so instead I've been buying them off eBay for like fucking 20. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I'm a fucking dude. idiot. <laughs> oh yeah. They've been going for money, man. But yeah, I remember I was like, dude, you're, you're no, don't do it, man. I know. That's I like, what don't you told me. I'm like, I, I'm like, I have to, I need to save $4 a month. Like that's going to fucking do anything. <laughs> Cause it was already, I know, I know it was already amazing. And then like Cates was coming on and I even told you, like, I was like, dude, fucking Donnie Cates is coming on Thanos, man. I know. I don't know what I was thinking. I was oh, like, wow. Oh my God. <laughs> I suppose what's important is that I have the issues, <laughs> but it's like, fuck. Yeah. Dude, I, I did the same thing with Teen Titans. I dropped Teen Titans right before <laughs> that fucking first issue came out oh, with the Joker who laughs. Number and so 12. Turned, oh, I, man. I ended up buying it for twenty four ninety five on on eBay like a fucking idiot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got it for three ninety nine. It, it's just going higher because it's the first appearance of uh, Batman who laughs. Yep. Yep. And the Batman, I don't know. I, I don't know if I told you this or not, but, uh, he will be. I was going over previews this week, and you know those new titles. Yeah. Without spoiling Dark Knight's Metal, it, it 
it just it changes the the universe, everything. And so they've got these new titles that are kind of spinning off what happened. I'm telling the listeners, like, uh, you know, Sideways and Immortal Men and uh, New Challengers. Mm-hmm. And but and they're all written by amazing writers, like you know, fucking Scott Snyder, all those guys. So there's one I can't remember which one it is. I think it's it's Immortals. Issue three of Immortals had the Batman Who Laughs on the cover. And so I think what? he's coming back. Oh, oh nice. shit. Yep. Yeah, I That'd think with cool. the response they got to that character, they realized that they need to use him. Dude, they, all those all those one shots of all the different like evil Batmans were so fucking cool oh, too. Dude, they're incredible. And yeah. those covers. God, those covers. <laughs> like I've like, been that's like, all great. I'm so glad I decided to get that whole run and all of its tie-ins. Oh like, my god. And issues. Like I'm so happy I have them. You guys know Dana, right? Dana from Geek Mode? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Does Geek Mode podcast with... with, uh, How do you say his last name? Oh, don't quiz me. I just met him over the weekend, too, but I didn't go up to him. Dana, (laughs) how do you phonetically say your last name? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know. I didn't know. Maybe you knew. I'm fucking awful with names, man. Just awful. (laughs) No, I got to meet him and Ryan Wheeler both, and I met Dana's uh, wife and Ryan's uh, wife also. They were all cool. And uh, Dana and his wife had their little baby there, too. Details you don't need. I'm sorry. (laughs) That's awesome. No, no, that's awesome, man. But I've been guiding him into the the foray of comics. Oh, nicely done. He's been messaging me back and forth. And it's funny because I'll just be like, I was out walking around at Walmart and I just stopped and like was messaging him straight for like 15 minutes. (laughs) Just just not doing anything but fucking typing because I'm like trying to tell like, oh, do you got to read this? And oh, my God, you got to know this shit if you're going to get into it. Oh, man, Dark Knight's Metal. Oh, fuck, dude. You got to get this one and this one and this one. And, this. <laughs> and you're just going forever, man. Yeah, I but saw I saw his haul it. of books that he picked up at C2E2, and he's got some good trades to read. Well, I talked him into ordering uh, every single trade for Dark Knight's Metal. Um, he's ordered, like, all the Secret Empires. I think he's ordered more Saga. He, he ordered a lot of fucking shit while I was talking to him, and I almost felt bad. Thousand dollars <laughs> <laughs> later, <laughs> exactly, man. It's like this is what happens when you take recommendations yeah. from Jordan because he literally reads fucking everything. <laughs> well, I was telling him, and he's like, uh, he's like, oh man, I, uh, you know, I ordered some, I, I ordered all the metal trades. I said, which metal trades? He said, Road to Metal, Dark Knights Rising, The Resistance, and the main one. I pre-ordered them all. None of them are out yet. Did I miss any? And I just started going on like, well, Road to Metal has Dark Days of Forge in the casting, right? No, you got them all, it looks like. But Dark, Knight, Dark Knight's writing is all the evil Dark Knights, right? There should be like seven, I believe. Plus Batman Lost, Hawkman Found, Dark Knight's Wild Hunt. He's like, that's a lot of stuff. They need to hurry up and start getting to me. <laughs> just like, I'm just like, oh, God, this dude. Oh, my God. he just he, He's either going to be super happy or he's going to fucking hate me. <laughs> I bet at some point they'll. Spinning. I bet at some point down the road they'll do like a a big hard book of every single tie-in and main series of Dark Knight Metal. Oh yeah, and it's gonna be fucking awesome. Fuck yeah, they will. It's a chance to make money. That's what they all do. I love yeah. those books. Yeah, that's how I, that's how I'm getting Saga. So like Saga, I'm not buying the trades. I have I have the digital trades. But then I have the big books, so I have the first two books, nice. and, the, and that's the and those like the first through the first six trades, I believe. Yeah, because three in each, right? It's, yeah, three in each because it's the through thirty six issues. 
Joe, tell me, did you do the same thing? I've got all the trades and then, excuse me, and then a bunch of single issues, like on Saga? a bunch. And, well, hold on. And then I was looking at that fucking volume one book, right? You know what I'm talking about, Joe, that collects like the first five volumes? Oh, wow. I didn't know that there was like a compendium of them. Yeah, uh, you. That's what you were just saying. You had Rod, right? It does on the cover. Does it have the first three volumes? Yeah, the, the, oh, each, each of the three? each of the hard. Okay. Yeah, each of the books, uh, book one and book two, are both just three trades in each of them. Oh, okay, okay. So, and that's the one with the uh, Hazel as a baby sucking on Alana's tip, <laughs> <Yep>. right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. yes. And then the second right volume the is Hazel picking her nose. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's covers. what I was at. That's what I was asking you. I was like, Joe, or, or did you, since you have all the trades and a bunch of single issues like me, did you want to get that too like I did? Oh, absolutely. I'll get them someday. But for yeah, right now, someday. I've just got paperback trades and a, and a bunch of different single issues. Yeah, because I'm like, God, that's awesome, but I don't need it, man. I'm like, I've got, in some cases, three different <laughs> forms of, of oh. this fucking series. Dude, okay, so I have two sets of Nailbiter in single issues. I have all the paperback trades. And I have the first murder edition, which is the first three volumes of the the hardback one. Oh wow, that's and glorious! So, yeah, I, I just I, I, don't, I still I don't, gotta get into it. Yeah. Oh, have you? You still haven't read any of them? No. Uh, ah, dude, you know what's funny is that a little bit ago when you were saying that you still hadn't read Southern Bastards, like I know with every fiber of my fucking being that you will love Southern Bastards, and so it's in route to you right now from fucking Amazon Prime. Oh, nice. fuck you. God damn it. <laughs> no, man, don't get me anything. It's too late. The order's in. I can't cancel it. <laughs> my thumbs just won't hit that button. <laughs> Dude, Jordan, you'll, you'll love it. Oh, my God. And that first trade is crazy. But I, I, oh my God. I, I still would have got you Southern Bastards over, over Nailbiter. I, for some reason, I thought you'd read the first trade of that. No, no, I haven't read Nailbiter or Southern Bastards yet. And I know... I, first off, I know I would love Nailbiter because, first off, you love it. Anything you love, I love. Anything I love, you love. That's kind of how this works usually. And then second <laughs> off, like Southern Bastards is about fucking violence and shit, and then it's got football in there, right? Yep. Yep. <laughs> so I'm like, dude, I, I'm obsessed with football. I'm obsessed with Vikings, I'm, I, and I played football for like a little over 10 years. So dude, you're going to freak the fuck out. Okay. Okay. So after you've read... Southern Bastards Volume One. You're coming back on here so we can do a comic talk episode and talk it with with the Fine with me. for sure. Hell yeah, it'll be fucking rad. <laughs> Thank you, man, dude. Yeah, it's dude, crazy. It. It's crazy. Some of the gaps too between issues on Southern Bastards. It's frustrating, but like every time you get an issue, you're never disappointed. Yeah, true that. Like sometimes Dude's- we've had to wait like five, six months in between issues. Speaking of gaps, is Old Guard ever going to come back? Uh, I mean, fucking needs to. God. (laughs) I mean, god damn, dude. So angry about that. I know. I haven't, and and I'm I'm sorry, Rod, but I haven't seen it in previews either, and the previews show you three months out, so. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I know he, I mean, he said it will come back, but I wonder if going into finishing that first trade, he knew he was going to be away from it for a long time, so he put that on there. Like he doesn't want us to forget. Right Damn, that was so good. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm checking it out right now. Rucka is <laughs> pretty damn good. And the stuff I've read of him, I mean, I've read that and Lazarus. Uh, I can't. I can't remember what <laughs> else he's in, done. I'm into the second volume of Lazarus right now, and it's fucking rad. It's so nice. Cool. Yeah, I think I had just started the second volume of it. 
I fucking Google old guard and it comes up during Napoleon's 1850 return <laughs> from exile. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> fucking now I can think about Bill and Ted, Napoleon. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> Yeah, I don't do. I don't see anything on Google about it coming back. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you thought of a count um, of Monte Cristo when you brought up Napoleon. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> holy shit! I totally missed this, dude. It says Skydance picks. This was this happened a year ago too. It says Skydance picks up rights to Greg Rucka comic Old Guard. Oh yeah, I think I'd heard that. Yeah, but they haven't maybe, done anything with it yet. Uh, maybe I just don't remember. Well, I don't know. Like Southern Bastard has been picked up by FX for like two years now, but they still oh, haven't really? done anything with it. Yeah, did, and it'd be did good. It'd be pretty good on. Did Gafford bring that up on comic on um, Joe Schmo Comic Show? Sorry, I totally bring, got you off there. What up, Southern Bastards or? Or well, he did an old guard episode that was really good, and I was oh, yeah, thinking yeah, yeah. that he had brought yep. up the the fact that there was movie rights for it, but I, I could be imagining that. Yeah, I think you're right. I'm sure I did too at one point. I just can't. I can't remember. <laughs> well, it's Skydance too. Like, it's not like Sony or Fox picking it up or something, you know. It'd be pretty cool to get. I mean, I think FX would work well on Southern Bastards. Like, if they got like the ten o'clock slot at night or nine o'clock, whatever, where it could actually cuss and be violent. Would you rather a movie or a TV show? Ooh, definitely a show. Yeah, because the old guard said it was movie rights. So many of these comics are better, at least with the image. I feel like the way their stories are told, I feel like they're they're better off to be a series compared to movies most of the time. I could see the yeah. first arc of Old Guard being a good movie, though. Oh, same here. Yeah, if it never comes back. Yeah. Well, but even like, if it does come back, I mean, do like, you know? Na- do more than one. But I one mean, movie. nail. I guess maybe Nailbiter you could do in like a long movie. Like a t- two and a half hour movie, but I don't know how how good it'll get, you know, Joe. Yeah, Nailbiter, I'd rather see as a series. Yeah, I feel but, like you could because you get in the mind of everyone so much more. Yeah, and they've got thirty issues of freaking content to go off of, and then all the extrapolation that they could do just based off the the source material. It, it'd be it's just makes sense to do a TV show. It could easily yeah. go. It could easily go six seasons, you know, just based off the source material. Yeah, and they could branch, or even if they wanted to, if it got really popular, they could branch off and kind of go off and do um, like the different butchers too. Yeah, yeah, that'd be and kind of, ma- and can, then they could make up their own original stories based off of what they just know from the comic story of each of those butchers. How pissed would you be if like ABC picked up Nailbiter? Or like a ne- like a network, oh, that'd fucking be so boycott gross. it. I'd it's boycott gonna be a free form. <laughs> yeah, or something like that. I'd, where they, I'd set up where a they sign my go, petition. <laughs> they can't like you know show straight up murder on TV. <laughs> <laughs> that'd blow. Yeah, I don't know. After seeing Scream on MTV, like it might do good <laughs> there, but I'd still rather see it on like a, like Netflix or Stars or HBO or something like that. Yeah. Like we're, okay, like it'd be interesting if ever if Saga ever got adapted. Saga, yeah, that, I don't know. I I don't know that I'd want to see an attempt of it. Honestly, it would never be good enough. I was gonna, I was just gonna say I would be so fucking critical, and then yeah. like, part of me would hate myself for being so critical. But at the same time, I'd be like source material. 
Yeah. <laughs> so good. Well, it's the same thing. I'm like worried with Birthright. Like, I don't know how I feel about it being made into a movie. I don't okay, know how see, Birthright that's the could next be a movie. One. That's the next one I need to get caught up on because I, I have like Paper Girls and Birthright. I've been getting the single issues for a while, even though I haven't been caught up on them. Yeah. I just get them every month. Yeah, Birthright's fucking gorgeous. So good job. Well, I got caught up on Paper Girls, so now I'm trying to order the uh, the volumes for Birthright. And then I'll do the Nailbiter because I need to catch up at Birthright so I can read the fucking comics I'm spending money on every month. There you yeah. go. Yeah, but it's weird because Birthright, even though it's, um, like, are we, what are we on now? Issue 30? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. even though we're at issue thirty, like the original story has still not really been completely told. Yeah, you can't say that this is going in the, five issue arcs. Yeah, like, I can't oh. say like even though it comes out in trades, like I can't really tell you like what really happens in each arc because there's no like beginning and end. It all just kind of blends together in one long story. Yeah. Okay, Joe, since you bought me that that volume and you bought me a saga. Volume or a uh, uh, Lion Cat Saga issue a while back. It, do, you like Invincible, right? Yeah, Invincible's fucking great. Okay, this isn't much, but did you get the last issue? Uh, no, not, I've just been buying them in trades, and I think I'm up to either volume eight or nine in the trades. Okay, well, the only single issue I own is the very last one. Oh no, I, shit! <laughs> yeah, I just I just ordered it because I knew it was the last one. So, do you want it? <laughs> no, dude, I didn't buy you Southern Bastards being like, now Jordan has to give me something. Oh, no, I know. What no, can I, I make I him part with? What will but hurt no, like, more I, than Black Suit Deadpool? I, I think you would enjoy it more than me. <laughs> I think you'd enjoy it more than me because I've only read like the first first volume of Invincible. No, first two. First two volumes of Invincible. And Enjoyed. I know you've read a lot more. Jordan, do you do you think Deadpool's uh, was just ashy or was it was his X Force suit? Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I figured out later on that it is just ash. Yeah, that's what I thought it was too. I could well there, there there's a picture there's a story about it on I think comicbook.com, and they updated it like a week after I after we after that fucking episode, <laughs> and there there's a close up a point where you know the collar he had on, yeah. Okay, so someone has a hold of him and it's slipping down, and it shows red, so it's, you can obviously see that it's just ash, and then where the ash couldn't hit, it's yeah. red. So it looks like they actually like covered him in ash in the movie, which you know nowadays. I'd be surprised, I, or I wouldn't be surprised if they just did that with CG or something, you know? Like, yeah, they might have. Everything was CG now. <laughs> well, it was yeah. crazy because there was yeah. this, the one stunt double, or the stunt uh, actor that died on set during Deadpool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. About that. Whatever the, it was like a motorcycle yeah. uh, stunt for Domino. Uh, that was, uh, yeah, that was, that was awful. That was when, like, well, I think we had two or three people die on set. Like, all around the same time, the guy on The Walking Dead. Oh, that's right, yeah. I want to say there was one more, too, besides Deadpool, but I can't remember. I, I, I try to forget when people die, because it's not a good thing, <laughs> you know? Yeah, <laughs> I'm just going to block <laughs> out the bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so was that Diesel or Max that was just speaking up there? That's Max. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, sorry, someone's probably like in the vicinity of a mile, and Max can hear them. So, <laughs> dude, we got we got uh, windows in our living room that are like almost floor to ceiling. So my little Shih Tzu can go up and just look out them, and she thinks that she's like a big bad motherfucker when people are That's on the That's awesome. Oh yeah, and so she gets all up in that shit. Like <laughs> she almost looks like she's flexing in the front window. <laughs> she just goes nuts, and it's like. That's, that's the boys. Oh, that's the people that live in this fucking house in the front yard. Why are you barking at them, you pea brain? Who's like daddy's my, little girl? You know. <laughs> that that reminds me of my mom's dog. He, I don't know if you've seen him, but he's a he's a naked uh, naked dog. He has no fur. Oh wow! <laughs> he's a hairless dog, and his his name's Harry, and <laughs> and he. He does the same thing, but like since he has no fur, like when he gets up like that, you can see all his muscles. Oh wow! <laughs> so he looks like he looks like one of those fucking like uh, one of those do you lift bros, like just fucking all puffed up and you know, <laughs> well, you want some of this bitch? Oh, it's hilarious, man! Dude, I knew this fucking pit bull that it was. This dude owned it whose uh, land we would go out to rock climb on. And so we'd just park in the guy's driveway and then just like put some cash in like a little parking bucket for him and then just hike through a cornfield, hike down this little valley, and then we were right at the walls to climb, and it was actually really close. And the first time that me and Lindsay went there and then hiked out by ourselves without anybody else, this fucking dog like just appeared in the trail in front of us and just stood sideways blocking the trail and growling at us because it was not used to us coming out there. <laughs> and, dude, this pit bull was the size of a Rottweiler. Like it was the biggest damn pit bull oh, I've shit. ever seen. It was, <laughs> and like, That's scary. And, and I'm not one of those, you know, blame the breed type people, but at that moment I was like, God damn it, why does it have to be a big scary pit bull? <laughs> right. Like my wife is deadly afraid of dogs, and so she's freaking out. And the whole time I'm just like, we can't show fear. We can't show fear. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah. And Dude, so we're I like, no, this, this, this is your trail, bro. And so we just walked off into the woods and just traipsed through like knee deep snow to get past this dog. <laughs> oh, God. But Dude, yeah, pitbulls it, are such sweet dogs, though. Well, they are. And then oh, when they funny. get mad, oh, it's scary. Oh, yeah. But then the next time I met this dog, his owner was right there. And then he rolled right over and gave me his tummy. You know, fucking petting him, and he's like, "Oh, <laughs> that's how Max is, man. It. That's how oh. Max is." Oh, on first introduction, he was fucking scary. His name was Cooter. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> right? That's even worse. He oh, was man. huge, and he had that gray blue tone to him. He was a beautiful. Oh, dog. I love those. Yeah, I love the the blue nose pits. Yeah, They're like it's almost like it almost looks like a gray type coat. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, yeah I love it. Great, it's gorgeous. It's a great name for a pit. Like, get him, Cooter! Get him! <laughs> <laughs> so redneck. Oh, it, it and this so dude redneck. would definitely call himself, proudly, he would call himself a redneck. <laughs> Joe Vitale's probably over there like, of course his fucking name was Cougar or Cooter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'd but, always talk to those friend. guys. We'd, we'd, we'd show up and we'd be like, be like, you guys gonna come out climbing with us this time? And they're like, fuck no. And they're just like hanging out in his barn, playing cards and drinking beers. I can just picture that. We're like, well, here's your five bucks. We're going out climbing. Are you guys, is, um, are you guys current on baby teeth? Yes. Fuck yeah. Dude, how fucking good is that ninth issue? 
Yeah, that was oh, some crazy yeah. fucking shit. Like, I can't wait. To, yeah, I can't wait to see how he fucking ends this second arc. It, yeah. Yeah, they've got a Kansas City Comic Con exclusive baby teeth in, at my store, and I still haven't picked it up yet. But I guess when they were at the Kansas City Con, like when they did the exclusive, I guess uh, Donnie Cates, or no, 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 not Cates, uh, the, right, the artist, he was all happy because most cons that want to do exclusives always do the baby. And ours was of the, uh, that fucking, what? Well, I don't even know what it is, dude. It's like a fucking fox cat. Oh, yeah. What did they, what did they, what did they call it? Um, I can't the issue? remember. It's like a fucking uh, squirrel. No, not squirrel. Fucking like a raccoon dragon or something. It's something like yes, raccoon yes, demon yes, or yes. something like that. Yeah, raccoon demon. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> dude. And so it's of that. That's dude, fucking I, cool. I went to the Aftershock booth at C2E2, and they Ooh. had a lenticular Baby Teeth number one special Comic-Con edition oh, wow. that looked what? like a stained glass window of of the, the girl, I forget her name, holding little baby Clark. Whoa. And so, yeah, I, didn't even I, know that, I didn't even know they did a lenticular fucking cover oh, for that. It was gorgeous, dude. It was this colorful stained glass window. And so there was a gal sitting behind, and I was like, how much is that? And like she didn't tell me the price right away. Instead, she led with an explanation. I'm like, "Oh, this is gonna be ugly." <laughs> like two hundred. She's like, "She's like, well, we have to charge retail for it, so it's thirty dollars." And I went, "Whoa!" I was like, "That's really rad." And she's like, yeah, "It's cool enough for thirty dollars, right?" And I was like, "Oh, your mind trick will not work on me." <laughs> I was like, "I love that's that not, cover, but not, I'm not spending thirty dollars on it." I thought you. Were, I thought it was gonna be more than that. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. I I was not willing to spend thirty dollars on a number one. <laughs> <laughs> well, think about it. Would you have bought a saga number one for thirty? Yeah, but that's a that's a very different comic book. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. 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 But but dude, you. I mean, Baby T's killing it, man. It, it could. It's yeah. popular. I mean, it, I and it's Donny Cates. It could be one of those. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm shockingly sure frugal funny. at times. I'd be picking myself <laughs> yeah, if I if yeah. I'd have fucking paid thirty bucks for a number one. Uh, but you're, you're but now now sitting here talking about it being you know nicely toasted on strawberries, I'm like, fuck, why didn't you buy that? <laughs> Pay that thirty and put that towards your full run of Descender. <laughs> well, oh shit. Well, since um, it's uh, weird because I, it, I that recorded series... some. I was gonna say I recorded some panels and then did uh, an interview, and so I used. Um, I was hanging out with Brian from PCL and he let me use his hand recorder to do it uh, or his portable recorder. And so I came home thinking about that thing and then I was talking with my wife about it. I'm like, ah, it's like 180 bucks. And she's like, oh, it's not that bad. And so that was reverberating around in my skull. And so then I bought one. And so now I have a (laughs) portable recorder now, which is totally dope. So when I do my face to face podcast, that'll be a lot easier. I won't have to dick around with my laptop. That's cool. Oh, nice. But I didn't, but, I didn't yeah. think about that. Yeah, no, it'll be pretty cool. I'm 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 excited about it, and I I want to start hitting up comic cons more, um, for ones that'll be in the area and try and get more interviews with creators and stuff. You know, dude, it, it, especially with, like meet. number one comic books and stuff. It'll be cool for it. We got to meet at the Kansas City Comic Con then. Would you go? Uh, let me look and see how long the it's drive it's 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 not. It? I don't. I don't think it's uh, this year. I think they already had it this year, so it'd be next year. Okay. But yeah, I mean, it's a three-hour drive for me. Okay, I was gonna say, and you're not far from there, so well, I can't imagine it'd be. 
Yeah. Because for sure I'm doing C2E2 again next year. Next year I'm going to do get the three-day pass, and so I'll take Friday off work. And and I think I got Lindsay talked into going too, so that'll be fun. I need it's, to go to that. It just kills me that it's on a weekend because uh, no, you know, my tough with boss doesn't work. So it's me. So like if I were to leave for three days over a weekend, I mean I have to find someone to take care of the dogs, but that wouldn't be that hard. But her, she'd be working – 24-hour shifts for three days because my boss doesn't work that day, those days. So, well, for two days. And, you know, I've done it. I did it for her for a month and then again for a week. But I live here. So I don't, you know, I don't know if she'd do it or not. But she's always said she she wouldn't. But I'm a a serious. I'm going to have her sit down here soon and talk to her. Like, look, next year, you know, can you do it somehow? Dude, if you but, can make it to C2E2, like try and make that happen next year. I mean, the Comic-Con is really cool, but just meeting all these people from the Leftover Army that you right. know, you've talked with so much and and like for me there was like no moments of weirdness with anybody I met. Because and like I don't know if that means I'm a Facebook stalker, but a lot of people I recognized from profile pictures. And, <laughs> <laughs> but they there like wasn't really any weirdness or anything. It was like like when I met well, Dan you, West, I met him and he's dressed friends. like a fucking Jedi. You know, <laughs> brown robes and stuff. And I was like, oh, it's fucking Dan West. And immediately give him a big hug and stuff. You know, it's fucking rad. <laughs> 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 it was kind of funny because right when I walked into, um, uh, I knew Brian was going to be hanging out by, um, oh, I think I met him by like the Oni Press um, uh, booth or something like that. And uh, I walked up and I was like, okay, I, I know what Brian looks like. I know he's going to have a boot on one of his feet. And so I walked up and like actually got right next to him before he noticed me. And I was like, I was like, how does this work? Do you talk first? Do I talk first? And that line from The Force Awakens. <laughs> 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 and so, yeah, I had a good laugh with him right away. And then it was like, boom, we're on the move because we got to go fucking record this panel. But it was pretty cool. That's pretty awesome, cool getting man. to meet everybody. It was really, really fucking awesome. Oh my gosh, when I met Rebecca, it was on Saturday, so she was dressed like a Vulcan. So that was totally awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, well, yeah. You know, if I go next year, I'm going to have my Power Ranger helmet with me. Dude, that'll be rad. And I saw somebody walking around uh, cosplaying as the Green oh, I'm Ranger. Sure. Yeah, you should just oh, cosplay sure. as it, George. Just get the whole leotard and everything. Yeah, no, I would. I would. Oh, I, I got an idea of something I want to cosplay as next year, but I don't want to say anything yet. So, nice. at, at least not on the air. So, yeah, we'll, I'm gonna we'll see I'll, how it goes. I'm going to sit down and have a serious talk with her, see if she can. I mean, it's a year away, so. I kind of <laughs> want to cosplay as Casey Jones since I have the hockey mask now. Dude, that would be. I saw a guy <laughs> cosplaying as when he was walking around I, with a golf bag full of fucking hockey yeah, I feel like it, I feel like, like it'd be pretty easy to get the rest of the outfit to do it. <laughs> Yeah, it really would be. Because the mask is what just fucking does it. And I got the, now that I have that replica one from the movie, it's fucking sweet. And just get a stick. Yeah, just get a hockey stick, a cricket stick, a baseball bat, and I'll put it in a like a small golf bag. Yeah. It's perfect. <laughs> it's perfect. Dude, that'd be so fucking awesome. That'd be, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Casey, Casey saw, Jones I, Rod. I remember when I um, went to the Grand Rapids Comic Con, there was a fucking awesome shredder from like the original movie. Someone cosplays as sh- uh, did like the costume contest as Shredder, and he fucking looked awesome. 
I'm gonna say that would that would be one out of someone did a really good job would look fucking killer. Yeah, like the helmet was fucking awesome. All he the had, spikes he had, and everything. Yeah, he had the spikes yeah. on the shoulder pads and on the hands and stuff. Is mm. sweet. That's awesome. I like looking at some of those. Uh, Joe Vitale finds a bunch of those uh, cosplay pictures and videos, and like, there's some like there's an amazing Thanos one one time. Like people that use like electronics and motors and shit, you know, and it's fucking crazy. It's insane what some of these people come up with. Yeah. Well, I've seen like there's like that um, cosplay Bumblebee Transformer that gets paid like that shit was tons one. Yeah, that gets paid shit ton of money to go to these cons because it's like a super like it completely transforms. Yes, it's fucking everything. amazing. Yeah, it's incredible. Have you seen that, Joe? No, I haven't seen that one. Oh That's my god! Wild. Yeah, he uses like real motors and all, pulleys and all kinds of shit, man. It's like it's the like full time complete- job. Yeah, things like 100% powered. I think he said it's gas powered. I don't remember for sure, though. But yeah, the thing goes up and down, and it does some transforming. It's it, it's amazing. I don't know. Like I would like to do that, but like then again, could you do that every single day? I'll tell you no, what, I... your legs would be in shape. <laughs> I don't. Did he actually have to walk in that thing? I can't remember. I think so. Yeah, I think yeah, you're you're probably right. I'm like sitting here picturing like maybe he like it's fucking walking for him. <laughs> He's just riding it. It is a legit robot. <laughs> yeah, that's that's why I was thinking about that. I saw a guy that had an R two D two that was like full sized, and it was on like little tracks, and he had a little control box, and he was like you know steering it around. I saw someone with one of those too. It was fucking sweet. Yeah, it was really cool. Joe, I don't know. Joe, do you listen to uh, Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum? No. Okay, well, first off, you need to. It's fucking great. <laughs> Second off, he, he, his uh, episode he just came out with was with Bruce Campbell. Oh, nice. It's fucking hilarious. Bruce Campbell is talking about when they were doing Evil Dead. The Have you seen the original? Oh, yeah. The original Evil Dead? Because last time I talked to you when we did the comic cast together, you had only seen Army of Darkness. Yep, no, I've seen them all now. Awesome, okay. Have you seen Ash vs. Evil Dead, the show? I've not started the show yet, but it's on, I think it's on Am- or Netflix now, so I'll be able to catch up with it at some point. Yes, it's fucking insane. But anyways, in that first movie, he's talking about how they were all, remember, sitting around that uh, tape recorder scene where the demons start to come through the woods and shit? <laughs> yes. He said they did a take where they all smoked actual real weed. And he's like, okay, let's let's just do it and see if we can come up with some good improv and stuff. And they're like, okay. <laughs> well, this I think he said this was like the first time he had smoked pot in like years or something. And so it didn't really work out. This episode, yeah, he's it didn't really work out too well. And he's like, when, he's like, when you're first smoking, like the first few times, you have uh, you have these time jumps. He's like, we're like, all of a sudden, three minutes later, you're fucking putting peanut butter on bread or something like that. And <laughs> said that happened to him a few times, a few times during the scene. Like, there's another scene where he's just standing there, and his eyes started to squint, and he started just leaning out of the frame. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys ever watched? Um, I think it was like, it was either Jackass 2.5 or like Bad Grandpa um, 1.5. Um, I've seen the first few Jackass movies, but that's it. The, there was, I think it was, I think it was Bad Grandpa, but uh, fuck not. Johnny Knoxville meets up with this uh, 
dude at a diner and I can't remember like what the what the um the whole like prank was or whatever to get people to show up but this dude showed up super fucking high like his eyes were like bloodshot red they were <laughs> barely fucking open <laughs> he has this huge grin on his face <laughs> it was hilarious and then Johnny Knoxville makes a comment on it and I just oh fuck it's so great <laughs> It's jackass movies, dude. You couldn't pay me enough, man. No, oh shit, no, I could bro. not do that. Any of that, nope. fuck that, dude. I nope. remember before Jackass started coming out, we CKY. were watching, yeah, CKY videos that we'd fucking, fucking Steve-o. yeah, that my buddy was like, he, he like fucking bought like a real one, and then he was like dubbing off copies and selling them on eBay, and I'm like, how are you not gonna get arrested for this? Like, what <laughs> the fuck, man. <laughs> But what? like I remember, yeah, right. What, he was wait, just, what was he doing? He oh, okay. So you used back in the day, uh, you used to be able to take a VCR and hook up a second VCR, and you could go and rent a movie and then get a blank VHS and record it while you were watching the movie. And so, then oh, bike, okay, okay, you'd have a, okay. like a bootleg copy. And so he was selling bootleg copies of CKY and CKYTK. <laughs> Okay. on ebay and i'm like how are you gonna, not gonna get in trouble for this like like me back then my sensibilities like it didn't allow me there were like certain laws that i didn't allow myself to break because i was just like okay i know from the get-go this is a federal crime because i've seen this at the beginning of every fucking movie i've watched yeah you can't play stupid on this one <laughs> exactly well dude i had i had another friend back in the day he um he was this really fucking brilliant computer programmer and he wrote this fucking program in C plus plus that would generate, um, social security numbers that would like pass scrutiny. I don't know how we did it, but it worked. <laughs> and he fucking got two corporate cards from American express one to like a fake name that he had made and the other to Jack me off. I shit you <laughs> not. I saw the card American express corporate card. Now corporate cards don't have like a fucking spending limit. And so he had two unending fucking credit cards, and he just went on buying sprees and buying everybody who knew him full tanks of gas, top-of-the-line fucking laptops, whatever you fucking wanted, he'd buy it for you because the dude was super fucking awesome and generous. And I was like, "Uh uh-uh. I was like, I love you, dude, but you're not buying me shit. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. I'm not going to jail for you. Yeah. I don't want to be a part of this. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'll, I'll fucking just witness the insanity from the outside. But, yeah, and he eventually got popped for it and got in a lot of trouble. But, <laughs> yeah, sucks. jack me off. Can you fucking believe that? <laughs> Who the fuck <laughs> in their right mind fucking stamps a fucking corporate card with me off? Jack. <laughs> My God, man. How did that even work? Period. I mean. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, dude, I was I was in the mall hanging out with him before where he'd like bought somebody like went into the buckle and bought somebody like a hundred and fifty dollar pair of jeans or something like that. I guess if Fuck he didn't buckle. look at the card. I mean I guess <laughs> if he just, you know, swiped it. But like if I'm ser- if I'm a cashier or something at one of those stores and I see that and I'm like, come on. Really, man? <laughs> really? <laughs> Your name is really Jack Me Off. <laughs> yeah, like I'm not I'm not accepting that card. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> that's oh, fucking fuck. brave. That's legendary. That's legendary status right there. Oh yeah, yeah. No, he was a fucking cool guy. He'd give you the shirt off his back. One of the most generous people I've ever met in my life. That's cool. But, um, yeah, yeah. Fuck, man. Smart man. He could write some. He could do some crazy shit with a computer. 
He was like the first apparently, guy I ever met. Yeah, apparently well, he, not that smart. He was like Hugh Jackman and <laughs> Swordfish. Yeah, yeah, totally right. Like he could just do crazy shit with a computer. He was the first guy I ever met that like had like a fucking computer, like a personal computer. It was like Windows three point one one or something like that. It was it was it was nuts. And what was cool too is that he was like, "Yeah, I just got this new computer and I love it so much. I don't even play with my Sega Genesis." He's like, "Here, you you just take it." He just gave me his Sega Genesis and all his games. Oh shit! Awesome. And he, he's he's like, yeah, he's like he's like someday when I feel like playing Mortal Kombat again, I'll get it back from you. But I think I held onto that Sega Genesis for two or three years. I remember yeah. I, when I was a kid, I had a neighbor that was selling Sega Genesis games, and I used to buy them for him all the time. And he had this Power Ranger game once, and it was fucking awesome, man. Yeah, I think I had that game. Yeah, yeah, Sega it was Genesis great. was a good console. Do you remember that X Men game that was on it? That was fun as fuck. And a Spider Man game. They had an awesome Spider Man game on it. Oh, Sonic was the shit. Aladdin Dude. was fucking hard. <laughs> Dude, my <laughs> kids are so obsessed with Sonic because um, I have a the last gaming system I bought was a PS2, so I'm like fucking over a decade behind the times. But uh, one of the last games I bought was the Sonic uh, the Hedgehog. You're Mega. more than a decade, my friend. <laughs> right? I know. I think I bought it in 2001. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah it's like the first gen first gen ps2 uh it still works can you fucking believe it but Jesus. um but yeah i got the sonic the hedgehog mega collection on it and so they play the shit out of sonic the hedgehog 2 and 3 and sonic and knuckles and uh, my wife's obsessed with the Dr. mean bean machine <laughs> which is kind of like dr <laughs> mario i'm always knuckles dude i loved knuckles yeah, yeah, my my seven year old's been getting good at it. They got it on their their phones and Kindles too, so they they play the shit out of it. And then when they can't Jesus. get past episodes, they watch YouTube videos and then figure out how to get past them. It's genius. Yep, yep. I remember we had to used to get fucking oh, magazines and read that shit to figure it out. Yeah. Oh, I remember right? that too. Read Nintendo the, Power. What? Or the uh, no, they used to have they used to have one come out for like each game. It was like a uh, a guide or something, like the Grand Theft Auto Three guidebook. Yeah, like oh, yeah, that. I remember those. Dude, I had that for um, Final Fantasy VII. It was awesome, and so I got everything in that game. Yep, you could, you learned everything. Yeah, the strategy guide. Strategy guide, that's what it was. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yes. like they had them for like every yes. video game. Like You could learn like uh-huh. different yep. special plays for like Madden and stuff like that, or like the and, like NFL Blitz and shit like that. Yeah, oh, dude. God, Blitz, dude. God, that game. <laughs> or Blitz NBA Jam. Dude, okay, this was the last fucking sports game I was obsessed with. Tecmo Bowl on NES. <laughs> Dude, bowling's always fun on a computer controller for some fucking no, te- reason. Tecmo Bowl's football, dude. Tecmo Bowl's football, yeah. Yeah, that's what fucking OJ and oh, he's I'm of a, the game. I'm, I'm thinking of a him. fucking bowling game. Uh, but it, aren't or, bowling games fun as hell? Like, Dude, I, don't I, had, know why I they... have USA Bowling for Game Boy. The cartridge okay. still works. Well, hold on, what game were you talking about? I was talking Tecmo. Tec- Tecmo Bowl, is that is that the fucking game where they uh oh maybe you you don't watch Sports Channel they did a commercial a while back and I think it's like okay because you didn't have the guy didn't the guys did they move left to right and down and up yeah see OJ was the fastest in the game and he actually could outrun like everybody in the game like, all you had to, all you had to do was run in little squares the like, juice is loose right yeah as long as you ran in like fucking little squares and didn't go in straight lines you could always outrun everybody it was crazy. Jesus. So like there was like a and that was the thing there was only like the Raiders on that in that game only had one play and it was the run. <laughs> the OJ. <laughs> so that's the only play you can choose with them every time. Raiders. 
Yeah, because he was on the Raiders. Oh, I, I, I always picture OJ on the Oilers. <laughs> oh, man. No. These are all details that are gone. I just remember <laughs> playing Tech Mobile. <laughs> they were before, dude, I think they were before my time. I don't know. I was born in 92, so. Dude, Jordan, it was funny. I was listening to, um, to your latest episode of Supercast, and it fucking made me think of, you guys were talking about playing fishing games, and I had a Sega Dreamcast with that bass, like, bass fishing game, and my brother and I got super hooked on it. My brother had all these fucking like pages of notes on different places on, on each of the like different areas and <laughs> levels where the biggest fish were. That's going <laughs> <deep>. <laughs> like that. It was crazy. And it just made me so laugh so hard because like Kirby said he had the fishing rod just like we did. <laughs> it it's funny, amazing like, how all, addicting that game is. It's crazy. All this week I've been texting Joe and Dave and Eric like, oh, dude, I... I just caught a fucking eighty pound sturgeon. You know? <laughs> That's in the Far Cry <laughs> game. Forty pound rainbow trout. Yeah, Far Cry Five. Wow. Oh, me and Marlin. <laughs> oh, I know man. when you started talking about how there's fishing in there, I was like, what? You know, being I mean, I'm absolutely unfamiliar with the game, so I, I don't know anything about it, but it Yeah, you cool go when you guys were talking about it. It's just this huge open world. You can just go wherever the fuck you want. And and at the lakes, you just bust out your fucking rod and start fishing, <laughs> and then you, and then you go sell the fish. <laughs> wow! Did either of you guys see Ready Player One? No, I was supposed to see it tonight, but it didn't work out. Yeah, no, I, I haven't seen it yet either. Um, and that's one of those ones where, as it was coming out, and everybody was being so stoked about it, I was like, "What is wrong with me? I'm not like." excited about this at all i'm not like not excited about it i'm just like absolutely neutral on it for some reason i don't know if it's because i've never read the book and so it's like i'm, I'm only familiar oh yeah with it, I was kind other of people have yeah, talked it, about it i think it, it's because you haven't read the book if you had read the book you would you would have felt the hype but it's also nice now that the movie's out that you haven't read the book yet because then you don't have to worry about like comparing the two when you yeah. watch the movie right because it will it will happen even if you try not to. But if you, it's a it's a really good movie just on its own. But it is a lot different from the book. But you always as even if you're someone that's seen the movie or read the book, like even though you're trying to distance yourself between the two, you still kind of catch yourself doing ah, I wish they would have done this or something like that. Yeah, no, and I catch myself doing that a lot. I have a tendency to book snob out. Yeah, you it, it's you can't really fight it. Yeah, I mean, I loved the Harry Potter books, and I mean, the movies were still great, but I mean, they're still nothing compared to the books. No, yeah. no, I feel like they, I feel like they did a really good job though of that world and everything. Oh, like yeah, they did. That that first time I saw Prisoner of Azkaban, though, I was pissed. Right, God, that fucking that's my favorite <laughs> book. But now it's my favorite movie because it's so weird and it's so different. It's one of the and good I, ones, and I can really appreciate the. All, all the the different things that in like the stylizations and stuff that Alfonso Cuarón did with that. Because the first time I watched it, I'm like, "What is up with this giant fucking clock that keeps showing?" It's like maybe because time travel is a big theme in the movie. You fucking retard, Stark. <laughs> now I can appreciate, it, but at the time I was such a book snob, I fucking couldn't stand it. It was gobbled of fire for me, dude. It's crazy how much money those movies have made. Oh like, yeah, I, 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 I saw a stat or something that said that the lowest grossing Harry Potter movie still grossed more money than the highest grossing Twilight movie. And at the time, like when Twilight <laughs> was fucking popular, I read the Twilight books. 
Uh, I I've still never even seen any of the movies. My, no, my I haven't ex, seen either. My ex girlfriend made me read the first one, and I and then I read the rest on my own because they they were decent books, man. They really they really were. If you could get past the fucking lovey dovey bullshit, there was some good shit going on. Dude, I have no room to make fun of you for that. I read the first seven Sookie Stackhouse novels by Charlene Charlene Harris, and they're awful, right? Oh, absolute dog shit. (laughs) (laughs) I don't recommend them to anybody. (laughs) For those of you that don't know, that's the book that they made True Blood off of. Yeah, yeah. Watch watch (laughs) True Blood and be happy. And just realize that every season it chips away a little bit more. Yeah. Until by the time it wraps up, you're like, what the fuck is this shit? Dude, I still like that first season a lot. Oh, the first season's fucking awesome. It's so good. That scene where she first meets Bill Compton is fucking amazing mm-hmm. and it's even better if you're fucking stoned off your ass because like <laughs> you're just watching it like she goes into the fucking diner and then she's walking up like the eerie music's just playing and everything's all slow and bill comes just over there like yeah i'm a fucking 200 year old vampire motherfucker just sitting there like a total badass and like it, it's dude it's creepy but it's awesome at the same time great introduction yeah, I need to go back and rewatch that first season again because I've only ever watched it the one time. I remember when uh, you first meet. Was his name God? I can't remember. Remember Eric and one and one of the later seasons. Eric's Eric's maker. We finally met him in like that fucking circle the sun the fellowship club or whatever. Th- thank you. And you meet his maker and like he always talked about him as some badass motherfucker, right? That. Has yeah. killed all these vampires, and then you see him. He's like this fucking scrawny little fucking kid. Yeah, he's like sixteen. Looks like a total pussy. I'm like, oh come on. But he's like a thousand. He's over a thousand years old because yeah. Eric's, Eric's a thousand years old, right? Eric was my favorite character on that show. Uh, totally agreed, man. Hey, and speaking of that dude, that's Alexander Skarsgård, right? Yeah. Did you watch Mute on Netflix? No, I haven't watched it yet. Did you watch that, Rod? Oh no. Dude, that movie is fucking weird. For two things, it's a really good movie, or that movie is fucking dog shit. Okay, so for the first probably like 45 minutes to hour of that movie, I'm like, what in the, like, okay, (laughs) I'm invested, at least I'm going to finish this. And then it like, I think it was like the 45 minute mark. I was like, this is the moment you were waiting for. Holy shit, this is going to like, this is like some Royal Rumble shit. And then it cuts out, and you don't even see this fucking epic fight that was like the first thing I was truly excited about. But then by the time the movie wrapped up, it had such a good ending that tied it all together, like inexplicably tied it all together, that I enjoyed it. And and the, the actors fucking worked their asses off in that. Paul Rudd plays such a good psycho bad guy in that. It was incredible. Like, the only problem is, is that Paul Rudd's so, even if you put the fucking, you know, Sex Panther fucking porn stash on him, it's still Paul Rudd. Right. Sex Panther 80% of the time. <laughs> or what, what was that again? It works 60% of the time all 60% the time. 60% of the time it works all the time. <laughs> Dude, I fucking love Anchorman. Sorry, I'm sorry. He looks like that character, which made it weird. <laughs> what, what is it? Yeah, what uh, what world this character say? Yeah, Brick killed somebody with a lamp. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go back and watch Anchorman again. I think I've actually only seen that movie once. Oh it god, was a I long love that time movie. ago. 
Dude, the only vampire stuff when you guys are talking about that I can even think of right now that I'd even know about really besides Blade is red is a reading Redneck. Like I haven't watched any vampire shows. Dude, that's one of the most unique vampire stories books world I've ever read or, or oh, seen. Yeah. Period. Dude, Redneck's it, fucking great. Dude, and it just keeps ramping up. It's like, how are you still ramping up at the end of the second arc? Like, I can't wait to see long term what Donny Cates is going to do with Redneck. Dude, I it's, worship it's so the ground good. Donnie Cates walks on. Dude, I, I totally I mean, agree. That motherfucker. Dude, I, I screamed like a little girl when I when I tweeted or was, I can't remember what I said, but something about Donnie Cates is the best writer, current writer in comics right now. Yada yada yada. And he said he said you know thank you know thanks man. And I was like oh my god, Donnie Cates just brought <laughs> me back. <laughs> he read my words. He read my yeah. thoughts that I made digital. <laughs> just told me thank you <laughs> seriously that dude is oh my god he's amazing god damn it why didn't i buy that number one that lenticular fucking idiot. baby teeth now i'm kicking myself also, yeah right <laughs> seriously like think about this shit dude like fuck. me and rod are over here like expecting you to say like it's fucking four hundred dollars you were hyping this fucking lenticular limited edition shit up yeah. like number one like dude, dude you even got like okay she started explaining the price right away like oh this is gonna be ugly i'm sitting over here like I'm thinking two hundred. That's I'm, over a hundred percent more than the fucking regular number one cost. Well, I'm thinking like four hundred, and all of a sudden Joe's like, "It was thirty fucking dollars." <laughs> and I was like, "Are you shitting me?" I'm not shitting you. That's what you can measure my cheapness off of. <laughs> like, think how gorgeous that fucking lenticular could be, put, like put up on a wall. Just yeah. Think of it this way, Joe. I paid forty dollars for redneck number one gold foil. And then another forty for a redneck number one silver foil, and now those things are like five hundred bucks. Yeah, com- that's combined. True. I mean, it's insane. Didn't you get one? I did. I got the gold foil one. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I lucked out on an eBay auction and got it for I think, I think I got it for like fifteen or twenty bucks. Yeah, that's great. It was that fucking nuts. Great. But if you were to go for an auction where it's the gold and silver together, it there's no way you'd get it that cheap. I mean, you are going to pay a lot more for them both, and especially if they're in mint condition. Oh, and those, mine still are. Yeah, dude, the, I, those I need might to be ones to. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> Send yeah. Those in and I get need the magical clamshell on them. Yes, Matt Kirby also. <laughs> Matt Kirby sent in his uh, Teen Titans number twelve to get graded, and I need to do that as well. Nice. Oh, what do you his, think? That's the one with the the, the Batman who laughs. Yeah. Yeah, first yeah. the one that you dropped off of right before. But I got it. I paid twenty four ninety five, but I got it. <laughs> <laughs> what would you guys say? Like most comics, like when you get one at the the comic shop, you read it one time and then bag and board it, keep it away and stuff. What do you think that would be? Like, what do you think it would get rating wise? Hmm. It, it all depends on how gentle you are with your books. Like, like with mine, I'm I'm a psycho. Like, I like to read mine sitting at my kitchen table. I like make sure the table's clean first and I lay it down so that I'm not actually holding the book while I'm reading it and I only touch it when I turn a page. Okay, I have <laughs> two I have two different ways, two different styles. Um if it's a if it's like a, a real good number one or it's like a ultra foil or you know, something crazy, then I then I stack it up, I put it in a bag and board, I stack it up real nicely in one of my short uh, co- or uh, Harley Quinn Joker Alex Ross comic boxes. It's just a normal comic since I read like 30 a week. I, I, have, I have this huge – I have like these 
four long boxes that are just stacked together. And then I have these boxes that are outside of them. I just throw them in those boxes. And then there's another just fucking mountain of them just sitting on top of the long boxes. <laughs> so some of them I treat like they're fucking royalty. The other ones I just fuck you later. <laughs> <laughs> one, you know, one and done like a cheap slut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude you'd be buying those hundred packs of bags and boards probably i need to what like twice a month <laughs> i need yeah to. shit you'd be going through them fucking so quick yeah that's the problem yeah i need to real bad because there are there are a couple boxes where there's so many comics in them that they're like leaning one way and so they're all curled you know what i mean yeah so, like none of them are gonna get damaged or anything but they may be like curled a little bit or something like that what is, one issue, what is one issue you guys have that you'd want to get graded? Oh, man. I don't know. I got a um, number one, so. Either the redneck and either the two silver and uh, gold foil redneck ones I have, or I have two. I have a Dark Knight's Metal number one signed by Scott Snyder and then one signed by Greg Capullo. So, and they both have, uh, you know, certification notes. So I'd probably want to get those two graded as well. Nice. I'm pissed, man. I was in my comic shop the other day, and this motherfucker, there was a stack, and there was a New 52 Batman number one just sitting there on top of the stack, right? I've been I've been trying to get that comic for a decent price. You can't get it for less than like 60 bucks on eBay. And so I picked it up, and they wanted $30 for it. And I was like, yes. And I turned around, this guy's like, oh, no, that's mine. That's my stack. And I almost looked at him like, fuck you, motherfucker. You know, <laughs> I was just going to like <laughs> fucking lay him out and then just like run up to the counter, slam the money down and leave. <laughs> I was pissed, man. So I had to give it back to him. And oh, he was so offended. I picked it up. Seriously. Well, you why could is he sell. just he... a stack of comics? Like <laughs> right. Well, I do the same thing, but I'm there like I, I it's like I work there. I mean, I just walk in there. I go to the back. I grab my stack of books. I come back out. <laughs> I just set them down and. Start going through them. I guess for the most part, when I go in my shop, it's you know there might be one or two other people in there, but I mean my local shop is really small. How like like what, what do you mean by really small? Oh, let's see. It is probably fifteen feet by thirty feet in there, or something like that. Holy shit! <laughs> fifteen feet <laughs> by forty feet, maybe it's it's, it's small. just a little guy. Wow, it, it's okay. Like a, it's a shoebox. But, I mean, it gets the job done. Next closest shop is in Coralville, which would be like a 45-minute drive for me. Yeah, fuck, fuck that. that. That's awesome. I want to go to that Mile High Comics where they have, like, over a oh, million yeah, comics it's and crazy. shit. It's, like, yeah. it's, like, it's almost like a warehouse. Yeah. Oh, it's, wow. it's insane. But at the same time, I don't know if I'd want to buy anything there because everything would probably be super expensive. First yeah, off, just to pay like, the rent on that giant fucking place. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, and they're pretty commercialized at that point, probably. Right. right. Yes, they are. Yeah. Yep, they sure are. I bet it would be expensive. <laughs> but I, And my shop, too, on Tuesdays, they're not open. They're, they're actually closed. They only do, like, appointments only. Because on Tuesdays is when they get all the books and they got to fucking sift through them and, you know inventory everything but they let me in and they let me go on tuesdays though and so that's nice but i i feel like a vip every time i'm in there like someone walks in on tuesday they're like oh we're actually closed and they gotta walk away and i'm like 
<laughs> I sound like a total dick right now. <laughs> yeah, but it's funny. It's just picturing Jordan in like a big fur coat with a cigar walking in the shop. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Still trying to find the fucking Infinity Gauntlet. I think they've got one on uh, some sites online, though, like Big Bag Toy Store. I may be able to get one off of there. God, I can't <laughs> wait for that movie. Oh, Holy I know. Shit. I got t- I got tickets oh, opening night. Man. IMAX 3D fucking dead center. Like same back here. Half of the, back half of the theater. Same here. IMAX 3D opening night. And I bought my tickets like like uh, I think I think they've been on sale for a couple days. In the opening night IMAX, there were, there was only fucking four seats left. And I'm going with my buddy and his wife, and there was one seat in the middle. And I'm like, I picked that one. I'm like, you guys are gonna have to go sit somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, like we didn't we didn't order ours till fuck last Thursday. Like oh, we, shit. we we were we were just curious because like we went and saw me and my buddy saw Ready Player One, and we were like, dude, we should we gotta see Infinity Works. We saw Black Panther too, um, so we just decided to see like what what if availability there even was um, on the opening nights. It. And so at ten twenty five on open on Thursday night we're gonna get it. We like checked the time and we looked at the available reserve seating and there's fucking two like four rows from the back dead center. We're like, yep, getting those. Awesome. Yeah, That's so I'm awesome. fucking hyped. Yeah, I can't wait, dude. I'm fucking like, oh, should I should I fucking take some dabs before I go or no? You know what I mean? I'm like, <laughs> fuck, man. <laughs> Because this is one of those movies I've been waiting for for a long time. Like, of course, you know, the movie would be amplified being high, but at the same time, it's like, fuck, dude, I don't know. Like, I want to I want to actually focus on this shit. You know what I mean? And like, dude, these crowds <laughs> like these crowds on these opening night movies are oh fucking, my God. make the make the fucking movies that much more enjoyable. Like, I remember I went saw, true. I saw Civil War opening night and like the environment with all the people that were there were just yep. it was so electric and shit. And then when like all the shit's happening on screen and you're seeing like that fucking airport scene happen, you're like, holy yeah, shit. Yeah, everyone's reacting and Yeah. It it does it like it fucking sucks beforehand because you guys stand in these long ass lines and you're bumping in all these fucking people and there's just a bunch of people around which I fucking hate. But then like the movie starts and you're everyone's laughing together and Ooh and on it does it makes it a better experience Man, well I, for ev- well for everybody except joe vitale <laughs> <laughs> i haven't seen a movie opening night since the phantom menace jesus Fuck. yeah yeah <laughs> god damn Do they open on thursday nights right yeah that, yeah well like, it was weird because i remember back when i was younger like opening night like if you saw the first showing, it was Thursday at midnight. Was the first yes, showing midnight? And like I remember we yeah. did that for the. I remember we did that for the second Matrix, unfortunately. But yeah, I was gonna say, how disappointed <laughs> were you? <laughs> like, I mean, that fucking highway <laughs> scene was cool, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get this. My first midnight movie ever was Spider Man Three. <laughs> oh <Jeez>. yeah. no! <laughs> yeah, I was uh, I was in middle school. <laughs> How'd you yeah. like super confident Peter Parker? <laughs> Oh Finger God! Guns. <laughs> Dude, have you watched that without the sound? <laughs> no, I've seen so. some videos. Yeah, it's fucking gorgeous. It's on YouTube. It is so so much more awkward without oh. a, without the oh, fucking so score or music so with bad. it or whatever. It's bad. Yeah, they they did them at midnight forever, and then after the Colorado shooting, the movie theater shooting, they stopped doing them at midnight. Oh they yeah, because that, that happened with, with Dark Knight, right? Yeah, Dark Dark Knight Rises. No, I thought it was Dark Knight because it was the Joker one. Yeah. 
Was it? I thought it was the second one. When I swear to God, it was Dark Knight Rises. Let me check. I'm pretty sure it's Dark Knight Rises. Because it's I been thought, like I 10... thought it was the second one too. But yeah, I thought it was the second one because then, um, because it's what like been ten years since that happened, right? It was Aurora, Colorado, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, didn't Let's he have like? Didn't he dye yeah. his hair like orange or something like that? Yeah, he dyed his hair and she to look like the Joker. Yeah, fucking cunt. Right. Uh. What? Yeah, that dude like dyed his yeah, hair so he'd look more fucked up. Like yeah, it was like orange or something that he dyed it. Yeah, I remember seeing the pictures of him. Okay, like, orange, yeah, like a orange hair, but no, it was Dark Knight Rises. On it was July- Rises. How about that? Fuck, yeah, on I July twentieth, two thousand twelve. Damn, I thought it was the second one. That's crazy. Why didn't he just come in with a mask on and talk weird? Sure. God, dude. Dude, I remember it was so hard to understand Bane in the theater watching that movie. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, fuck, because it was loud as shit and it was muffled. So it's like, what is he saying? <laughs> I don't even think I saw that one in the theater. I, lo- I mean, I oh, like I don't think I've seen a movie more in the theater than that one. Was that I your favorite that of those three? Like six or seven... The second one. See, I was excited that they were doing the No Man's Land. They were doing a take on No Man's Land. They were also doing a little bit of a take on uh, Dark Knight Returns. And uh, wasn't there one more storyline that they kind of smushed into there? Court of Owls? No. They, no. They didn't try that. No Man's Land's pretty interesting. Minus the Riddler from it. Yeah. I can't remember, Joe. I could have swore that there was one more other there was one other one that they put in there, but um No Man's Land is one of my favorite Batman stories. That's that's just some fucking cool shit. It's the one a, with Bane. Really... I'm thinking of the other story. It's the one with Bane, right? Oh, no, no I'm, Man... I'm yes, Nightfall. Nightfall yeah, is the Nightfall. third one that there they, they, they kind of mushed those three together for that movie. I was yep. thinking zero year, never mind. Uh, you were saying no man's land, I'm thinking zero year. Zero you know year. what's crazy? Is I have the Nightfall trades. Hold on. And then I How just the saw fuck? them. I was going to say, I just saw those again in my shop. The trades that were in my shop are like fucking three times thicker than the ones I got. So it's like, well, what the fuck? Do I have like super thin Bible paper in mind? What the shit's going on? Do I got to go buy these again? These ones look like they'd be $50 a piece. Rod, I got, I got to ask you, man. How <laughs> We were talking about the third story, and the first two was Dark Knight Returns. One of them was Dark Knight Returns. So how the fuck could it be zero year? No, no, no. I'm saying when, when Joe, I'm saying when Joe was saying No Man's Land, I was thinking the trade zero year when he was oh, saying No Man's okay. Land. I thought you were thinking zero year is like the third one that they did. No, no, no. no I'm like, think there's no I'm, way they could do that. I'm sitting here thinking like flashbacks. Right, that makes no sense. <laughs> Has anybody else read No I'm Man's sorry. Land? I have not read No Man's Land, no. Do you know uh, the premise of it? Uh, not really, no. Okay, oh. so there's this huge earthquake that strikes Gotham, and it like destroys some of the bridges and totally fucks up the infrastructure in the city, and the government, rather than rebuilding Gotham, blows up the rest of the bridges, evacuates the city, and says, this is now a No Man's Land. Like Nobody should be living here. We don't want anything to do with this place, but there's still a bunch of the population that was stuck there. All the villains stuck around. Batman is nowhere to be seen because Wayne Manor actually, during the earthquake, like fell down into the Batcave. And so for the first several months of this going on, Batman and Robin are actually going, or, or yeah, Batman and probably Robin, I don't remember for sure, but def- definitely Batman and Alfred are going around and setting up all these other 
like kind of impromptu bat caves in the sewers all around the city, kind of similar to what was going on in Dark Knight. Um, yeah, in the Dark Knight. And uh, so on what would have been Dark Knight Rises, it really drew from that where, you know, like the, the bridges were blown up and nobody could come in. That's where it kind of pulled from the No Man's Land storyline. Right. Okay. Right. I want to read that book. Cause it, yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah. There's so, many, there's so many good different Batman stories. Yeah, I know. It's hard to keep up with. Them. Yeah, there is. Like, I mean, Man, every, I really every, read that now. Like, every one of the trades from the new 52 Batman that I've read, I've loved. Like, they've all been really good. That whole run is just stellar. I'm through the first it six really trades. Is. Oh man, have you run in game yet? Um, I don't know. I don't think so. You would it, know because <laughs> like because the first three trades is like the Court of Owls, Knight of Owls, and then um, Death and the Family. I think. I think so. Yeah. And then the fourth, I feel like four, five, and six are all like have to do a zero year. Yeah, there's a lot of zero year. Yeah, I feel like those those middle three trades are all zero year, and that's what that's what I'm through right now. Zero year was like a big event too when it was coming out. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, it was. It was. I really liked uh, King's recent run where he did the uh, Joker Riddler War. Yeah, that's what I was just gonna bring up. The War of Jokes and Riddles was fucking cool. Oh, yeah, that would be good to read. Dude, but then at the same time, I'm like, how do you miss that in zero year, though? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> That's cool, um, though. It's cool. What did you think of that little two-issue arc with the double date? I thought it was pretty good, man. Did, did I? Okay, so did you read that, Rod? No. Okay, so in The War of Jokes and Riddles, this is some light spoiler stuff. And it's not really even spoilers. You can get this off the fucking covers of the books. Um, the Batman is going to propose to Catwoman. And before he proposes, he needs to tell her this story of something that happened during, it would have been basically one year, right? Like yeah, year after yeah, zero in year, year one, I believe, yes. He needs to tell him this compromise that he made where there was a big war in Gotham going on between the Joker and the Riddler on over who would have the, the, the right to kill the Batman, right? Oh, it was awesome. Yes. Oh, it is so good. And so it, it spirals way out of control, and Batman eventually has to pick a side on which one he's going to be on just to help him defeat the other one so that this fucking war can be over with because so many casualties are racking up in Gotham. Rod, they make Kite Man a badass motherfucker in that yeah, book. Yeah, the, the, the whole, man. The whole <laughs> war of jokes and riddles centers around Kite Man, yeah, believe it or not. Yeah, it's crazy. Right? And so and it's, it's beautiful the way it does. I mean, it, Tom King did such a good job with this. And so this whole thing is told like it, it's able to skip back in time during the rebirth run because it's Batman telling this story to, to, to Catwoman, Right. And so, and then in like one of the next arcs that follows it, it's, it's just a two issue run and it's kind of focusing um switching back and forth between Batman and Catwoman and Superman and Lois. And they're talking and like Batman's being like, no, I haven't said anything to Superman yet that we're engaged. And Superman's being like, yes, I know he hasn't told me yet. Eventually he's going to tell me, no, I don't need to bring it up to him. And at the end of the issue, they all, they both come out of an elevator at the same time. And so they're kind of forced to meet each other. Well, then the next issue, it's them, all four of them together on a double date going to a carnival where it's superhero night, and so they can't get let in unless they're wearing costumes, and so they all switch up costumes. So Batman yeah. is dressed like Superman, 
and Superman's <laughs> wearing the bat suit and Catwoman is just wearing like regular clothes and Lois Lane is wearing the cat suit and they're walking around <laughs> and just all the interaction in it is so fucking beautiful. Like like when they're saying that they're going to go in and they're just like, come on, you'll do it right. And Batman's just like, no, no, <laughs> he just keeps saying no. But then eventually he's wearing Superman's fucking suit and they're walking around in there. And um, then this fucking side discussion starts going on with Batman and Superman are in a batting cage and they're talking about how the balls are just coming too slow and they're too easy to hit. God. And Superman's like, you know, if I threw a pitch at you, you wouldn't be able to hit it. And Batman's like, oh, I could totally hit that. And so then they start arguing. And then they're arguing. <laughs> like, Batman is arguing with Selena Kyle. And he's saying, there's a top end to how fast he can throw that ball before it'll physically come apart. I just need to figure out what that is and swing at the right time and I'll connect with it. And then <laughs> Superman's talking to Lois and being like, there's no way he can hit it. I'm going to throw it so fast it's going to go right past him. Jonathan can't even hit when I throw at him. I mean, he's talking about Superboy. <laughs> <laughs> And it builds and builds, and then the last panel of the comic ties it all together in such a beautiful way that I swear to God, you will cry with joy when you read it. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. But the weird thing about Tom King's run on Batman right now is I didn't like it at first. I didn't like it. I I didn't like the first arc. I don't even think I liked the second arc or even the third. But then it got really good right before Jokes and uh, War between, you know, War of Jokes and Riddles. And now it's it's been really, really good lately. But at the same time, I'm ready for a new writer. It's weird. It's like, dude, I like what he's doing, but I'm I'm ready for a new take. Because Tom King, there's not a lot of action, man, with his Batman. He, he he's Tom King's more of a you know, dive into the mind of the characters. Every character he does, even you yeah. know, Mr. Miracle and ev- everything. And it's like, I don't know, I'm kind of ready for you know, to get out of Batman's head for a minute and do some normal Batman shit, but at the same time, I'm perfectly fine if he stays on for a while. It's weird. Do you, th- do you think Lemire would do a good job on Batman? Yeah, because Lemire usually... Lemire, for me, is... He's got two levels. He's He can fucking kill it, or it's just okay. He's never bad, in my opinion. But those are kind of like... It's kind of like Brian Michael Bendis. Well, no, Brian Michael Bendis' two levels are fucking amazing and fucking dog shit. I mean, seriously. <laughs> Dude, I listened to a panel with him at C2E2, and he was just it was just a conversation panel with him and Mark Miller. And, dude, I was in love with Brian Michael Bendis by the end of this. He is so fucking funny. Oh, he's a cool, he's a cool guy, but he's I remember so you telling neurotic. me about his jokes. <laughs> <laughs> it looks That's... just like he does a nail-biter. <laughs> a a lot smaller. <laughs> That's, that's he, the one question you should ask him. Like, why were you a nail biter? <laughs> well, he had said that he had just lost a lot of weight too, because he had been in like the hospital with like a MRSA virus or something like that, which sounds pretty horrible. Jesus. Yeah. Well, okay. So was he? Because he just joined DC. Was he talking about any of that? He did bring it up a little bit. Um, okay. He because uh, Mark Miller was asking him some different stuff. He asked him if he was going to Jew up Superman. <laughs> <laughs> oh god and he he said that yeah he's like he's like oh yeah we're gonna have a brisk for superman <laughs> like, like the circumcision and, yeah. and mark miller's like oh how are you going to how are you going to perform the circumcision <laughs> you know the scottish <laughs> accent which i just did horribly and um 
And he's like, he's like, I got it all worked out. We're going to use a piece of the source wall. <laughs> Jesus. It was just the how quick those two were on their feet. It was so fucking funny. Dude, watching that panel, it was like listening to a live podcast, just hearing them bullshit back and forth. Oh, it's, I bet. Uh, it's on the number one comic books feed. So if anyone wants to hear that panel, go check it out. I sat right in the front row and recorded that bitch, and it, it turned out pretty good. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty I'm I'm excited for his take on Superman. I I hope it'll be really good. Yeah. Yeah. Is it gonna be like a six issue miniseries? I think so. He's it's he's gonna start off by doing he did a, a little story that's gonna be in Action Comics one thousand and then and then yeah, I think he's gonna do a, a miniseries. We'll see, but see there's also a seri- a mini series called Man of Steel coming out. Yeah, and that's and, Brian Michael Bendis. That was the one it, I was talking about. And it's going to be running for it's going to be weekly for all six issues. Oh that's shit! What, yeah, that's what it said in the Diamond previews. It said it would come out uh, each week. So he's doing that, and I think he's doing something else with Superman. But dude, they are excited to have him on because, like, in every comic, there's a fucking two-page splash, and it just has Superman, and it's got and Superman's writing. It just says, you know, Bendis is coming. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, oh, wait, it up. you think they're excited about this at all? You know, <laughs> <laughs> have you guys been reading Doomsday Clock? Yes, of course. I need to. I've been getting the issues, but I haven't read it yet because I need to rewatch. I have like I read that first issue, but there's a lot I forgot about Watchmen, so I need to rewatch the movie just it's to kind of yeah, just to kind of get myself the, refreshed on it. You like the two mime characters, Joe? Yes. Dude, I freaked out when he actually used the gun. I know. I was like, I was like, no way. <laughs> I was like, how the fuck are they going to explain this? I can't wait. That was, and, dude, it was perfect. It was dude, genius. I'm, I'm so in love with nine panel layouts, though. I mean, they they're so classic looking. And the art in Doomsday like Clock is so fucking next level phenomenal. Um, dude, they they're doing something really special with Doomsday Clock. I, yeah, I'm sure those covers people out there who are hating on it. But it's like fuck you, man. It's like yeah, Alan Moore. Alan Moore with fucking Watchmen was great, but just let Jeff Johns do his thing. So far, it's been good. The art's been great. Just fucking keep there, an open mind and read it. I'll admit that it hasn't picked up yet, but it's delving into other stuff right now. Yeah, it's only a I third mean, of the way through. It's gonna be a it's twelve a, yeah, issue run. It's a twelve issue run, exactly, exactly. And those so. covers are fucking awesome. Yeah. The, well, the the cover is always the first panel. Is it? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Like I've been, I've I've been purposely getting both covers of this series. So, oh, yeah, same here. They're both they're they're incredible. Yeah. In fact, yeah. I just ordered a shirt of the one of the. There's a Joker variant coming out where he's got real heavy red lipstick on. And he's smiling and he's like he's like reflection of a clock. So I got I got that shirt. There's that that'll be coming out. And, <laughs> oh, I've got a Doomsday Clock stack of pancake shirt. Oh, I wish no. if they had a pancake shirt, it'd be game over. <laughs> no, I've got a I've got a Ringer T-shirt, a Doomsday Clock, where it's got the Batman variant on the cover, where Batman ha- has a candle and he's holding it up to uh, Rorschach's journal. And he's oh, reading wow. it. Yeah, it's a cool shirt. But yeah, that- they push Doomsday Clock from monthly to bi-monthly. It's every two months now. Oh, I know it's fucking painful. Yeah, but it's better than like four issues come out and then wait six months. I agree. 
and that's and also if you got that many fucking pages that are nine panels, that's a lot yeah. of fucking work for that artist. Yeah, and they're pretty dialogue heavy, so there's like a lot of information to digest. Oh, they yeah. are dialogue heavy for sure. For sure. So you're definitely getting your money's worth when it comes to like how much information you're getting within each of the comics. Fuck, man. It's been so damn good, though. Like, I've just, that last we, issue had me fucking tripping, man. Because we, there's, I, there's like sorry. a new Rorschach in this, you know, because, I mean, spoilers. If you haven't actually watched Watchmen or whatever, it's like. Yeah. Fuck, it's been know? out a while. <laughs> fucking deal with it, people. Yeah, it's been out a while. So basically, Rorschach doesn't quite make it through the end of that. And but in Doomsday Clock we get a new Rorschach and it really explains his origin and everything in issue four. It's just as weird and crazy as the original. <laughs> yes, I Rorschach's know it's so, so bad good. Dude, those cover the lenticular cover on that first issue with how it changes from Rorschach's mask to the Trinity logo is fucking awesome. Oh yeah. And then on the back I love the the lent on the lenticular ones. They got the, oh, the clock. clock. Yeah. When you turn it, it hits midnight. That's mm-hmm. another shirt I ordered in the preview sets this week. I have so many fucking superhero shirts, it's not even funny. Um, they had three different shirts of three different Rorschachs on the front. Like, uh, you know, when his when his mask changes. And that's all it is. You can't, like, if if you saw it, you wouldn't know it was a Watchmen shirt. Because yeah. it just has the Rorschach stuff. Unless you read Watchmen. Or, or Doomsday Clock. But yeah, I thought that was cool. And the pancakes, I thought that was awesome how it had a Rorschach on the top of them. Yeah. Really <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even notice that. I just was enthralled with how good the pancakes looked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, every, time I see, over here. <laughs> every time I see a Doomsday Clock 2 cover, I, I look at it very closely because there's always something to it. Always. Oh. And I, yeah, I love them. I'm thinking God, I'm thing. thinking big thoughts right now where I'm like, I'm gonna get up tomorrow and I'm gonna make pancakes. It's like, no, you're not, you're gonna be tired as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and how lucky were we to get fucking Dark Knight's Metal and, Do- and Doomsday Clock at the same time? I know, right? Metal is- I kinda wish it didn't happen because now like every weekend I don't have like a Dark Knight's Metal or Doomsday Clock to read. I'm like, oh man, this kinda sucks, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the way Metal ended, too, was pretty great. Yeah, it did. It It was amazing. Really good. And uh, I can't wait for Scott Snyder's Justice League. Yes, yes. And Scott Snyder's also doing um, New Challengers, the New Challengers book. He's the writer on that book. I can't remember who the artist is, though. That number one hasn't come out yet, right? No, no, not New Challengers. The only ones that are out right now are Damage, Silencer, those two or three issues in sideways is just like two issues in yeah three comes out three actually three just came out oh okay cool and then curse of the brimstone started and that was really good too that's uh, justin jordan he's on that one okay i haven't read that one yet but i've read the number ones on the others and then immortal men just came out right uh yeah on wednesday yep and another really good one that's two issues in now is um Oh, it's got Plastic Man in it. What was it? What's it called again? God damn it. They're, they've all been fucking spectacular. They've all yeah. been really, really good. I've fallen behind on DC lately. Do you it's think like, how long? Dude, this is going to bother me. I need to know what this name is. Um, it's like DC's version of Fantastic Four, basically. Oh, is it's it the Plastic Man. Yes, the Terrifics. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry. 
Uh, <laughs> how long do you? How much longer do you think Williamson's going to stay on the Flash? Five, I don't I think much longer. Is it being really good? It, it has been yeah, good, but yeah. but I I can get where Jordan's saying by saying not much longer because what was it number forty four just came out this week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not only that, but he's doing a lot of stuff, and I think he's going to be coming on some new books coming up here soon. So I'm not sure he's going to be on it much longer, but I could be wrong. I hope he gets some fucking new books. I hope some more new image shit comes out. He's doing yeah. um. He's doing deathbed DC. Yeah, yeah, deathbed's a what six issue, Joe? Yeah, I read the first two, and I it's okay. I mean, I don't know. What do you feel? You like it, Joe? It's so weird. It is so out there, and I uh, the art looks different from anything else I read. The art is almost reminiscent of like Motor Crush, but like it it goes more into the cartoony realm than Motor Crush does. But it's reminiscent of that. I consider dropping it, but I'm gonna oh. give it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get, since it's just a mini series, I'm gonna go through it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, he, and he's and he's <laughs> and he's really good at telling mini series too. So like, I think he'll. This story will end really well. On the DC side, Supergirl, Titans, and Teen Titans uh, got canceled. Yeah, yeah, I knew those were going the way of the dodo. Ed Brisson's Iron Fist got canceled on Marvel too. What, did that one go downhill? I just read the first story arc and then I didn't keep up on it. But that first yeah, story arc was fucking I mean, it, golden. It, it, the, the first story was, but it hasn't been great since then, honestly. It's been good, but not great. You know That's what I mean? Bad. Do you think it just gets to be hard? It just gets hard writing for those legacy characters like that? For a long time, I think so. Yeah. And, I, and, and most of the time, unless you get a writer, you get a contract on, they're going to be on for a while. But most of the time... These guys go into these meetings with with one story arc pitches and then say, I'll do a second or third if you want me to, but they've only got the first one planned out, so that's usually why the first one's so good. And then all of a sudden, it's just not that great, because then, Mar- like, that's what happened with Iron Fist, I think. Marvel said, yeah, or uh, Black Bolt. That happened with Black Bolt. Salida Med admitted it. Now it's his first book, and it was great. And he, he said, I went to Marvel with uh, one story arc, said I can do another one if you want me to, and he ended up doing that, and it's going to go ahead and end now that his second's done but that's how most of those things play out and so that's why i think that happens like the first arc's really good and then after that's just kind of bled because they didn't have a story for it or, or that you know that they already knocked out what they wanted to do with the character and now they just gotta keep going you know what i mean and so they're just kind of coming up with shit off the top of their head to get it out on time yeah yeah and so many of those characters because they've been around for so long that yes. almost every fucking story's been told on them every variation so it's like what can you fucking come up with that's like not the same shit being told over. That's why it's so amazing to me that Dan Jurgens has been doing really good with Superman or with action comics since rebirth started. Cause Superman is like, he's one of the hardest characters to write for dude. First off, he's gone through every story there ever was to man. Another thing is he, the dude's got no weaknesses. He's only got kryptonite and you can't fucking play that card every single issue. Right? So mm-hmm. he's one of the hardest to work with. Because and he's got no emotional flaws, so it's like, what, what do you fucking attack with him? You know, <laughs> the dude's a fucking the most powerful hero ever, and he's a Boy Scout. I mean, so yeah, it's uh, but but adding John to the story has done some good things. He's got a family now, and John's really cool. Oh, that's another one. Super Sons got canceled too. And you know what? There was a there was a big crossover event with Super Sons. 
and some other books that I started and I never finished it. And it uh, was, I think it was Teen Titans. Okay, yeah, it was with Teen Titans and Super Sons, and fuck, maybe one other one. I think there was two other ones. I think it was one. Of, I think it was a four issue crossover, and each title got one issue. Yeah, I read about half of it. It was pretty interesting. It was like this future version of Tim Drake. Yes, that had become yes. Batman. Like came back in time yep. to kill Jonathan Kent, right? Yep. Like that was his plan, and then Damien was kind of trying to stop him. Yeah, because at one point Jonathan was going to go supernova and kill a bunch of people. Okay, that's what it was then. Because I'd read about half of that, and then I fell off it. I, I just, I, I don't know. DC's one of those ones where I'll get stoked on it for a while, and then I'll kind of fall off it, and then I'll have like a big backlog that I need to catch up on. It happens. Yeah, and that's kind of where I'm at, right? Like, like right now, I'm catching up with the Christopher Priest Justice League stuff, with like the the demented super fan dude, and I'm really digging what I'm reading so far. That dude, yeah, that, that's a that's a scary villain, man, because he's got all their powers. Basically, he figured out a way to to mimic all their powers. It's crazy. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, it's wow. great. It, uh, Justice League's uh, reverting to number one here soon. Oh, is is that what they're going to do with when Scott Snyder takes on? They're uh, they're doing Scott's. Oh no no no! He he's doing a Justice League No Justice. It's like a mini series. Oh okay. And then there's Justice, and then it and then it's going to revert to number one. There's a few uh, issues that are going to revert to number one. Okay, well, on, who's going to who's going to take over writing on that then? I I I can't remember. Is Christopher Priest still doing it, or his 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 run ended? No, I think his run's ending. Hmm. Uh, his, let me... his death stuff. His Deathstroke stuff continues to be fucking excellent. Oh yeah, yes, for sure. It, dude, that Destro. I love reading that every single time it comes out. It's really good, really good. But yeah, yeah dude, 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 issue thirty is a good jumping on point. Like Rod, if you haven't been reading, or you've been just been reading in the trades, right? Yeah, I think I've read the first two or three trades, but then I haven't read anything after that. Dude, I would almost just jump on to Deathstroke. Just pick up thirty through thirty-five. If, if is, nothing else, because it's a six-part story that's Batman versus Deathstroke. Oh, nice. What issue yeah. was it where, like, um, I can't remember if it was, like, 24, where, like, it was a whole new, like, suit color. Yeah, it was, like, that's black Deathstroke and white. Defiance. Yeah. It, it, it borderline yeah. loses its way for a little bit. I agree. It, it, it's interesting, but it's interesting almost in, like, a tangential kind of way but like with issue 30 it comes back to its roots and you're like yes this is the this is deathstroke being a motherfucker the way that i want him to be not trying yeah to they played that shit out compass. too long yeah <laughs> defiance went on too long in my opinion defiance was made like at at the most a six issue story arc at the most i think defiance would have been better as like a two issue or a three issue deal yeah but that's just me though but yeah, there, 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 there really is so many good books now, right now. Batman TMNT two is fuck yes, really <laughs> good, just like the first one. God damn I mean, it, so good. Yeah, dude, the oh, art Joe, in that is so good. I can't believe how good Freddie Williams the second draws Bane. Like it's fucking phenomenal the way this dude draws Bane. I love it. Yeah, I love the way I love the way everybody looks in it. Like Batman, the Bebop Rocksteady, the Turtles, all of them look fucking great in it. There's five issues coming out here soon that's called a Batman Night Before the Wedding. 
no Batman prelude to the wedding because the wedding's coming up, him and Catwoman's wedding. Yeah. And so there's going to be five one shots where each each one shot there's a villain that's trying to stop the wedding. So there's going to be five of them. Those look pretty cool. God, I love this budding this relationship that's between those two. It's the marriage isn't going to happen. Uh, I know, but it bums me out because it's I not going to happen, it. dude. It's not going to happen. I I already know. Well, it's comics. You know, of course, it's not going to happen. They, right? You know what I mean? They're not going to do some, a big change like that with Batman. But fuck, maybe they will. Maybe they, <laughs> they can branch off and do its own what, little story. What are they going to go back to? Just teasing us with this relationship between them, like they'd done for fucking decades before? Just the I, I don't know. I don't know. I just <laughs> I don't see it. I don't see it happening, dude. A book that each week I look at it, and I'm like. Okay, I guess I'll read it. And then by the time I'm done, I'm like, God, that was fucking good. Every single issue, Wildstorm, Michael Cray. Dude, I love these takes on these characters that they've been doing. Yeah, it's cool shit. I'm not oh my on it, God. but like, it's fucking awesome. I they love just did Aquaman, who's like a myth. And he, he's, you know, he's real. He's like a fucking monster that, that, uh, eat, that kills people and like eats them. Oh shit! It's insane, man. How about how about fucking the murder of Barry Allen? Wasn't that awesome? Yes. <laughs> but dude, the the beginning one where fucking Arrow where he kidnaps people off the streets and he built this fucking arena that mimics the island he was on, and then he yes. hunts them. Yeah, isn't that amazing? Yeah, so it's like the most dangerous <laughs> game. Yes. Or surviving the game if you've seen the the ice yep. cube yep. The ice tea ice movie tea. that's based off the short story. <laughs> that movie is actually pretty good yeah it's based off a short story called uh the most dangerous game that i had a really awesome literature teacher in high school that picked all these really fucking great short stories for us to read and that was one of them we studied like, the hell out of that like yep. you do I, I i wouldn't be into writing the way that i am if it weren't for mrs whitehead like she had such a good taste in in, in picking That's out cool. really good sci-fi shit for us that's cool. Have you seen the movie, the black and white, the classic? Of surviving, no. of like the most dangerous game? Of the most dangerous game, yeah. No, I've never seen a black and white oh, version of it. Oh, man. Yeah, it's good, man. It's oh, good. sweet. See, we watched, and I don't know if it was black and white, but in that same literature class, we watched, well, we read and then watched an occurrence at Owl Creek Bridge. Have you ever heard of that? No. Nope. Okay. This this will blow your fucking mind. So this dude, it takes place during Civil War time, and this guy was going to go blow up a railroad bridge to disrupt the, the actions of... It's either the... I think this guy would have been Confederate, and so he would have been trying to disrupt the Union Army. And um, it, it fails. He's, he's not able to blow up the bridge. He gets caught. They're going to hang him. And so as they're, like, you know, kicking him off the block to hang him off this railroad bridge... The rope snaps, and he falls down into the water, and all the soldiers are shooting at him, and he swims to the shore, and he's getting chased by soldiers through the woods and everything, and he runs, and he gets all the way back to his plantation, and he sees his wife at the end of the drive, and he's running down, and she's running towards him, and right as they fucking embrace, it snaps back to the rope catching him and breaking his neck. It was all a fantasy that happened as he was dropping. Wow. It was the most incredible shit. Like the first time I read it and watched it, I was like, 
like I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it. And it's like I'm spoiling something that I watched it on a reel to reel when I was in high school in the nineties. So if you're a spoiler <laughs> pussy on this, fuck off. But <laughs> But I mean, it's fucking just amazing shit, you know, like th- that was like the caliber of stories that this teacher picked out for us. She was incredible. Did you guys, um, I'm, I don't think you probably have Jordan, but, um, Joe, have you ever really watched any like foreign films? Uh, not too much. Fuck you, Rod. I was just playing the odds on that one. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're right, dude. I I don't really like foreign films, man. I'm not a big fan of reading subtitles and and shit, so yeah, fuck that shit. There's like someone someone out there has to know what this is, and like if they know it, let me know. But it is I saw it in the college, I want to say it's called like Luna or something, and all it is is this movie where it's like the same maybe like 10 minute segment being replayed over and over where this lady's running from her apartment to try to get to a a bank or a grocery store before a robbery or something happens and so like the first time she runs there she encounters all these different people and obstacles on the way and she ends up short so then the next 10 minutes happen again and she encounters these obstacles slightly different ways or avoids them and then you see like how each of these scenarios plays out in that ten minute segment, and it's actually fucking really cool. But I just mm. can't remember what the fuck it's called now. <laughs> yeah, no, I've never seen that. It does sound interesting though. Probably called some foreign shit. <laughs> just Jordan's reaction to that was so visceral, <laughs> fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's like immediate hostility. <laughs> I knew it was a jab at me. <laughs> Completely deserved. <laughs> I'm bringing up some big trouble in little China shit. What the fuck. <laughs> how about how about fuck, dude? Last week I felt bad. Was, you gotta fuck bitches. To bring, you, know, you gotta bring you gotta bring a bitch to fuck a bitch. <laughs> dude, seriously, what the fuck does that black light that black lightning uh, line mean? You gotta bring ass to get ass. What the what the fuck? I have no idea. That's fucking weird. <laughs> I mean, I've been thinking about it for all week, man. I'm it's like, not, what does that mean? Well, it's not even as clever as like the bumper sticker with like the ass gas or grass. Nobody rides for free. <laughs> well, I don't even think I don't even know like because because when, when Black Lightning the, Cra- the Kramer license plate ass man. <laughs> I God, I love Kramer. That's a great character. <laughs> but Black Lightning was in jail when the guy said it to him, so it's like. <laughs> What the fuck, man? What? Yeah, I can't figure it out. Oh my god, that's silly. <laughs> oh man. Hey, does anybody need to take a quick break? It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I can take one. Okay, sweet. We will be right back, folks. And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've been learning how Joe uh, almost died once with a twisty tie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that conversation's better left off the air. So anyway, yeah, comic books. <laughs> so I almost died on some Skittles. <laughs> you almost died on a twisty tie, and Ron almost died from a long piece of steak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
We're all living the, not our proudest moments. No. <laughs> oh my god! If I think of it, that's totally going in at the end of the episode. It's <laughs> content. It's too fun. Ah, <laughs> uh, you, you know what's great is that we've been talking for like two hours and we haven't brought up any of like the advertised content. I mean, we kind of talked about Dark Knight's Metal a little bit. What's but, the advertised uh, content? Comics. Uh, did, yeah, didn't I say something at the beginning about we were going to talk regression and Dark Knight's Metal? Oh, I just heard the comics part. <laughs> or maybe I wouldn't pay any attention. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm imagining shit. I think I brought that shit up, though. You probably did. <laughs> probably did. Uh, real quick, though, let me read the synopsis for regression. Uh, this is a image comic by Cullen Bunn. Art is by Danny Luckert. Adrian is plagued by ghastly waking nightmares to understand and possibly treat these awful visions. Adrian reluctantly agrees to past life regression hypnotherapy. As his consciousness is cast back through time, Adrian witnesses a scene of horrific debauchery and diabolism. Waking, he is more unsettled than before and with good reason. Something has followed him back. Adrian descends into a world of occult conspiracy, mystery, reincarnation, and insanity from which there is no escape. Yeah, that sounds fucking heavy, and it totally is. This book is beyond fucked up, and just looking at the covers of this series, you will know that this book is fucked up. <laughs> now, on the break, Jordan, you were saying that you actually dropped off this one. How far into it did you read before you before you bailed? I I just bailed like an issue or two ago. Okay, right so, on. Pretty, yeah, not that long ago. So you definitely read the whole first arc then. My dog's whining. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, it's all good, dude. Um, he thinks he's fucking being tortured back there when he's in the back room. I'm like, well, <laughs> I can't be out there with you. Why? Um, what what was your question? <laughs> I said, so you definitely read like the whole first arc then? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I think we talked about the whole first arc on Comic Cast before. Uh, I know we talked the first there was, issue. There was a lot of issues out. Yeah, well, I don't. I remember for sure we talked the first issue on Comic Cast because it was an episode where we had Sturdy on with us. Yeah, and and he had pointed out some rad shit that I had missed in it. And it's like, fuck, yeah. man, you need you got that cop's eye view reading this. This is <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, but I I just kind of I don't know. It was it it wasn't bad, but I just wasn't getting like every time I saw it, I wasn't excited to read it anymore. Yeah, right on. And you know, I got so many titles being added and shit all the time, and I'm like, man, I. I got to balance this stuff out anyway. So I went through all the books. I just, every time I looked at them in my pile to read them, I was just kind of like, eh, you know what I mean? And so that ended up being one of them. Yeah, right on. I was going to say, I can't judge you. I'm the guy who dropped off fucking Thanos (laughs) right before Johnny Cates took over. (laughs) But it was, it it was really good. uh, The first arc or so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rod, what did you think of this uh, series, dude? Yeah, it's fucking crazy and fucked up and, like the insects and shit from that first issue. Like there's bugs throughout this whole goddamn series so far. Yeah. And I hated that shit. And I, I mean, it's, bugs, it's man. super creepy. Right? It, yeah. It's fucking gross. Like when he's vomiting and next, you know, he looks down, it's like all these centipedes and fucking yeah. grub and shit like that. Yeah. It's like um, the tunnel scene from Indiana Jones and the temple. Right, god, oh my God. I would, if I found if that shit ever fucking happened in real life where I'm walking in a cave and I'm feel like I'm stepping on, Fortune cookies. Cr- fortune cookies, and then someone <laughs> flips on the flame, and I see what I'm actually walking on. I would probably freak the fuck out and have a heart attack or something. 
Yeah, you know that that mm. fucking scream that Marv does in Home Alone when fucking Kevin puts <laughs> yeah. the tarantula oh my on God. his face. I would scream like that too. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> I don't know um, if you could. I mean, you'd have to pay me a lot of money to ever fucking put a tarantula on my face. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's there's a lot of crazy shit going on in this, like ritualistic murders that are going on, and you kind of come to realize that this main character Adrian is when he did this regression therapy in the first issue, it actually things that were just kind of coming through in like nightmares, and then were turning to like more waking visions that were happening in the first issue. This stuff actually starts taking a hold of him, where this other personality is. It's not personality. It's like a, it's a past life that this dude who was like maybe a serial killer or something like that in a past life actually sold his soul to like a, a demonic cult or something like that. Well, that's another thing. I, I, I was like, I don't remember how many issues in, but I still didn't know what the fuck was going on. <laughs> so it, just, dude, and it's still opening up more stuff in the second issue. So the first issue was all about our main character adrian it's all about the stuff that happened in his past life and how he thinks he's getting past it because by the end of the first arc he he does this other regression therapy and this time like the the medium or whatever that's doing it has actually got a gun on the table right in front of him so if like he's not the one that comes out of it like it's basically said you know hey i'm gonna shoot you you know (laughs) if it's you or me you're dead and uh but so when he's like in this other dream state, he like leaves that other person behind. And so he comes out of it. And so at the end of the first arc, you're kind of like, oh, cool. Adrian's maybe cured. But then he gets kidnapped by this van full of people that we kind of seen hanging out at crime scenes. And uh, that second arc deals with that group of people that are part of this continuing, like, I don't know, some sort of cult where they, they worship some demon of some sort and uh, and they they all believe in these different past lives and that that time they're is not like nuts. really a, oh they're totally fucking nuts dude and they believe that like time is not this like linear progression but it's kind of more or less all happening at once and so they've been watching this dude for his whole life because they believe that he could possibly be you know this person that had existed hundreds of years before yeah and and so I think it's up to issue eight so far. And it, it has been really interesting. I, I think this is a comic book series that would be a perfect TV series for, for like Netflix or something like that. Like, I, I think with the level of CG and stuff they can do these days, I think that they could make this a super creepy horror show. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I like because they're, the, they're at the compound and all that shit. Now they have Adrian all locked up and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so like they they had him and they were like doing sleep deprivation on him and shit, like playing loud music and and coming in and interrogating him and putting lights on and stuff all the time, and then they let him out and let him talk to some people and they lead him to this barn and there's this huge fucking orgy going on with like everybody in the compound right. and he's like <laughs> and he's like what the fuck is this and he like turns to leave and they're like ah 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 back in the box with you you don't want to fuck everybody <laughs> so it's like what and like. That's how the last issue ended, right? Yeah, I think so. It's fucking weird. 
Like, are there really these crazy, like, cult orgies that are out there right now? <laughs> oh, for sure there are cult orgies going on out oh, there. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's some fucking crazy people in this world. Yeah, we got all types of fucking cults and shit. Oh, right, right. And that that needs to be the first of many warning flags that you should have picked up along the way, where you're like, is my religion a cult? It's like, okay, is the guy at the top of everybody trying to fuck everybody? Yeah. It's like, if yes, go to run. <laughs> that is your fucking flow chart for how to escape a cult it's like waco all over yeah right like david koresh you you have to be celibate you can't have sex but but i do i get to fuck all of them (laughs) Do, do you know you can break down how to start a cult into three easy steps tell me okay find a philosophy that's step one step two start smiling a lot step three recruit and retain there you go. <laughs> where, where, where's the fucking in the ass step though? Because that's a step too. Oh, there, there's always so, fuck. There's always doggy style fucking going on somehow. Oh, that's like step like three A, B, or C somewhere in there. Okay, it's definitely okay. after the recruit and retain stage. Okay, all right. <laughs> this, is like the, this is like the dentist system for creating yeah. a cult. <laughs> In a cult, there's always someone fucking someone in the ass. Oh yeah, yeah. You you really gotta stick. You you gotta get people sticking around for the long haul before you can start sticking your dick in their ass. <laughs> <laughs> they really gotta believe. Yeah, yeah. Never lead with anal. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and if they say yes right away to that, then you gotta also worry. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Ugh. No, thank you. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I mean, unless, Jordan and I am disgusted with this shit. <laughs> I mean, unless it's a sexy ass cultist, then then I'm there. Like you know, I'll, I'll put up with a few sacrifices. <laughs> it's just hot, you know. <laughs> Jordan would not have done good with the in the movie The Craft. Right, <laughs> you would have been dead very early on. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably be dead pretty early on in a, in a lot of situations. <laughs> oh, I'd probably get killed right away in the fucking like Halloween movies. No, I think it'd be pretty good. I've watched a lot of horror movies. I know, I know the the things that keep you safe. <laughs> I'd be the guy that fucking Jason or uh, Michael Myers would just sneak up on out of nowhere, like on the street and just fucking get me like like <laughs> rule, rule number one never fucking investigate yeah <laughs> ever yeah, if Nothing, your noises just period. don't come to it exactly <laughs> good you things are not, are not gonna happen <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I, I love that the regression may or may not have been advertised content we managed to talk about for five minutes before moving on. <laughs> that's, how, that's how it goes. <laughs> uh, and, and you know what? I'm okay with it. <laughs> Me too. Because well, we've realized, like, I mean, as good as like regression is, like how interesting it is, how many other fucking great comics there are out there? We just had to get it all out there. Yeah, this is very true. I do I do got to move to the back though. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um sweet. Well let's uh this is hilarious. Let's take another quick little break. <laughs>
All right, we're back. Yeah, you know what? I did. I know we talked about it a little bit, but I did want to mention your like congratulations on fifty episodes, man. Oh, thanks, dude. Yeah, yeah. It's I. I can't fucking believe it. I've done fifty of these so far. It's fucking crazy. I know it goes by so fast because, like, remember we did that like fucking virtual party for our 50th episode and now <laughs> it just seems like yesterday and now we're on what 78 this week so it, it flies doesn't it yeah it sure does it's weird but you have 50 episodes of start cast yeah 50 50 weird ass motherfuckers interviewed <laughs> all different yeah it's fucking crazy <laughs> i know i'll have to count back and see how many were actually in just like january and february since i banged out so many of them then I, bet like I like how sometimes, I like how sometimes it's 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 rare, but sometimes it happens. Like someone comes on start cast and like confesses. Oh <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> like a confession. <laughs> like Joe Stark, the 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 fucking priest of the army. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not comfortable with that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think you would be. It's been three months since I last confessed. <laughs> Like, I shouldn't be responsible for anybody's like, <laughs> spiritual well-being. <laughs> I suppose I would say go out into the woods, listen to the silence and wind in the trees, and if you can, get stoned as fuck when you do it. <laughs> You're going to be all right. <laughs> It'll all make sense. Yeah, if that doesn't work for you, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> that, is per- that is perfect advice. Yeah. It'll solve all your problems. That's like the most relaxing thing I can think of. Is it's the total opposite of the you know the twenty four seven everyday grind that yeah that, that is living in modern day America in a capitalistic society. And I take huge advantage of all these things. I'm not saying that we should all go back to the woods because I fucking love having a cell phone and, and shit like that. You know, so you know I'm not I'm not saying fuck corporations and fuck modern day living. You know, I like having a job with a high paying wage and all that. But at the same time, man, there's just something it, it's it speaks to your DNA when when you're in a situation like that. There's there's a reason why so many people enjoy sitting around a campfire. It's like, yeah, because that's fucking in your fucking blood, dude. Like people in been your si- blood. people been staring into a campfire, you know, under stars at night for hundreds of thousands of years. Of course it feels yeah. good to do that. That's weird to think about. Right? I, I feel like it. I feel like it'd be awesome to get to wake up in the mornings in a place where you can like look out, almost like you're on the, like the edge of like a mountain kind of look, and then you look down into like almost like you get to look into like a kind of like Grand Canyon esque like mountain setup, if that makes sense. Where it's kind of like you're almost up top, and you get yeah, kind of like, like seeing the land laid out before you. Yeah, I you know like what? Really cool, like see like sunrises that way and stuff. I'm kind of concerned. I'm worried for the world. Because, man, I've had this one dream probably like 20 times in the past month. And it's like I'm outside on a highway. And all of a sudden these nukes come down. (laughs) And the world's over. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's happened like numerous times. Yeah, that's a scary dream to have on repeat. On, yeah, yes, right? on repeat. <laughs> it's the worst dream ever because you're just standing there with like the feeling of you can't do anything, dude. It, 
The the closest recurring dream I've had to that is being outside and seeing a funnel cloud form above me. And all of a sudden realize this shit is going down. Like the air around me is about to try and kill me. I need to take cover. But it's so creepy to like actually see it because in my dream, like you see the funnel form and it starts to drop down. It's that feeling of hopelessness. I can only imagine how much more terrifying it would be seeing fucking mushroom clouds around you. Fuck that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did you have a tough time watching the movie Twister, Joe? No. No, but that's probably what goes into like <laughs> forming these like images in my head, you know. Right. Yeah. It's probably just all based on fucking movie shit. That's happened to me before. We saw it uh funnel cloud it was a couple years back. Uh my stepdad guy that worked for him was taking me back to Wichita or to visit my dad in Wichita this was years ago. And we had we got out and watched a, a tornado come down. And then watched it go. I mean, it was kind of far out, but you could clearly see it. Yeah, you're in Kansas, right? My mom was pissed yeah, at him. Right in the tornado belt. <laughs> oh, yeah, Tornado Alley. That's what they call yeah. it. Yeah. Just right there. Texas gets a lot of them, too. But a lot of them uh, were hitting the, like out on the East Coast and everything not too long ago. It's weird. We just had one like a week ago hit here, like 20 miles south of Columbus. Where do you live again? Columbus, Ohio. Okay. Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, because you were mentioning that in the group text. Yeah. And so like our wife... sirens, sirens and shit were going off like while I was driving home from work. <laughs> oh, I yeah. Know. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I was like, I, I'm in a small apartment, so I'm like kind of fucked if a tornado were to come through here. So like, if you guys don't hear from me, it's probably what happened. <laughs> oh, shit. My wife is really big on like following like the weather and stuff. So as soon as I said that to her, she immediately pulled up like a radar map. And she's like, yeah, this looks really bad. And she showed me. And I was like, oh, man. <laughs> I've always been kind of like, I don't know, amazed at the people that are like obsessed with the weather and weather channel and stuff. Like they watch it on stuff. Like I, I hardly ever watch it, ever look at it. Oh, yeah. Because it's going to do what it's going to do. <laughs> yeah, like those last bad hurricanes that were like totally engulfing Florida and stuff. Yeah, my wife had it on the weather channel for like a week straight. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, she, she she's into it. It, it. I think it's interesting, too. Um, what's funny is that when we were coming back from Germany, um, she just happened to open her window, uh, you know, like the, the shade thing and look out and it was when we were going over Greenland. And so you could see all the mountains and the glaciers and everything. And it was amazing. It was so cool looking. And so she still follows the weather in Greenway or in Greenland. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, you know, in Greenland right now, it's when she'll tell me the temperature and the weather and stuff. And I'm like, that's awesome. You're following that. Well, on tangent moment, I gotta get, I gotta get out. So that movie that I was talking about earlier, the title came back to me. It's called Run Lola Run. There oh, we go. Nice. <laughs> I just had to get that, out. <laughs> that title does sound familiar, though. Yeah, and like the the actress looks familiar when you see her. You're like, oh, she. I think I've seen her in other stuff. But it like there's not really any, or there's very little dialogue. And if and it's, I mean, it's, I think it's subtitled or. Yeah, it's subtitled, but like, I mean, since it's very little dialogue, it's not like it's hard to read or anything. Never heard of it. I bet it's on run, YouTube. Run, Lola, would, run. Yeah, no, I've never heard of that. Actual someone. disasters. They're scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> Although lightning's pretty cool to watch. 
Oh especially yeah. Especially like especially um where uh, we had like a we shared a condo with some people um up off of Lake Erie and our condo looked out over the water so sometimes when you get to see storms and stuff out over the water it's really cool especially like lightning out over the water. Oh yeah, that'd yeah, be something like, cool to see. I like watching that a lot. Yeah. A lot. Man, I I remember when I was in high school I was delivering pizzas. And there was tornado warnings going on, and for some reason I was still out delivering pizzas, and I never actually saw any of the funnel clouds, but man, the the sky got some really fucked up colors and shit, and then on the news we actually heard that there was a tornado that had touched down, and but I mean, it was still probably like, you know, five or six <laughs> miles away from my route or something, but I just remembered I was out delivering pizzas, Wouldn't and be- the fucking... Go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just like, what the fuck is this color in the sky? Because it was like this crazy green color. And um, there was all these uh, uh, sirens going off and things on the news and stuff being like, you know, if you're in this county, there's a tornado warning. I'm like, well, fuck, I'm in that county. Oh, God. I'm just picturing you. (laughs) Sorry. I'm just picturing you there, like, in the this tornado and shit's coming down. And, like, all of a sudden, you got this one guy calling, like, dude, where the fuck is my pizza? Right? That's what I was thinking. I was like, who the fuck in the right mind has the nerve to call a fucking pizza delivery when there's a tornado warning going right. on? You're the one like, guy. Yeah, I don't, I'm not going to be out in this shit, but I want this guy coming to bring my food. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can still remember the gravel road I was on and everything. <laughs> Back in my 83 Mustang with the T-top, so I was able to see the clouds up through the fucking window. <laughs> oh god you're like freaking out just driving down with someone's pizza well at least you know if you had to like get over and get shelter you'd have food for a little while <laughs> yeah right <laughs> the 20 inch Paul Revere's Terminator <laughs> I'm just picturing like you're like Billy from season 2 of Stranger Things pulling <laughs> 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 up with the glasses on and everything at the denim acid wash jeans <laughs> Oh, dude, I was trying to – thank you. I was trying to remember the other night. I was watching the Power Rangers movie again, and the guy that plays Jason, what's his fucking name? He's the Red Ranger, right? Yeah, and I'm talking about – yeah, and you know what? I'm talking about the new Power Ranger movie. God yeah. damn it. What's his fucking name, man? Yeah, that actor is the guy who's Billy in Stranger Things. That's what I was like trying to figure out what else he was in, and I was like, I know there's something, and that's it. Like, seriously, that had been bothering me for a couple of days. God, I, I hope he fucks Mike's mom. <laughs> I really hope he fucks Mike's mom. <laughs> oh, man. I would. No question. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no question. For sure. Oh, wouldn't that be the dream in high school? I still don't oh, understand God. how that dad pulled her. Oh, I've been wondering <laughs> that since episode one. It's many like, zeros in the bank account. <laughs> right. Like, what the fuck, man? They don't live in that nice of a house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that guy's shit. glasses are just fucking offensive. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're all patriots here. Remember that at the beginning of season two? It's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with being a patriot, but I actually say that sentence out loud to somebody. Jesus. Have Have either of you guys watched uh, the show, the Netflix show Love? No. Uh-oh. I've heard I've heard good things about it though. Yeah, it's hilarious. So there's um so the one character from Stranger Things in the second season, that like um investigative reporter guy that lets uh Nancy and 
Um, fuck, Nancy and what's his face? Steve. Uh, Steve no, not Steve. Um, fuck. Oh yeah, it's uh, his it's brother. Uh, brother. Uh, Will's older brother. Yeah, Will's older brother. That that actor that lets him stay there. He's like a main character in Love, and he is fucking hilarious. Will. <laughs> No, yeah, it was Will's older brother. What the fuck was his name? Tom? No. Oh God damn it! Yeah, fuck it. Why did I say <laughs> it's like on the fucking? Christ. I did a fucking podcast on this. I can't fucking remember his name. Bro, I can't say if only we had somebody here who did a podcast. On right. <laughs> fucking Nancy and um, Jonathan. Jesus, there, there we go. go. So, okay, how's the, but how's the but pull like out? that's something we should remember though. <laughs> At this point, we're all pretty fucked up too. So. <laughs> I was like, he's like, hey, Jonathan, how was that pullout last night? <laughs> yes. <laughs> he drops the eggs. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that dude was that so actor. eccentric. Yeah, dude, that, but though that, that actor, he, told, he acts a lot like that in that show, but it's like super, he's like a, a love, um, he's like a radio personality that gives like love advice. He's like he's like he's basically like a Doctor Phil, but for the radio. Doctor <laughs> Phil for the radio. Yeah, it's it's hilarious. Oh man, it's funny. Doctor Phil for the radio. That'd be terrible. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Doctor <laughs> Phil. Period is just terrible. Right. This <laughs> is awful. Whenever I think of Doctor Phil, I immediately think of the. Uh... The Dave Chappelle show skit where he was little John and he gets Oprah pregnant. <laughs> and then yeah. it turns out the baby is actually Dr. Phil's because when it comes out, it looks like Dr. <laughs> Phil. <laughs> Dude, some of Chappelle's skits were so funny. I remember having those first couple of seasons on DVD. Yes. Like the the white supremacist one was so great. Like oh, that was fucking God. insane. It's like yeah. the last skit on the first episode of the first season. Yeah, and then, or like the fucking Fear Factor of Tyrone Gib- Gibbons. <laughs> <laughs> when we fucking meet him, that's hilarious. I was just I'm just eating some bull penis. <laughs> what? Just fucking like scoffing it down. Dude, that one with Oprah though, where Oprah calls Little John to say she's pregnant. <laughs> He's, or like, the whole, is it, he's like, is it mine? And she's like, I'm positive. And he's like, ah, skate, skate, skate. Right. <laughs> or like the, remember when they did the fucking, um, the draft of athletes to the different, the, the different black draft. The, yeah, the racial draft. Like, and the Chinese select Tiger Woods or something. <laughs> no, the black people pick Ch- Tiger Woods. Because when right. he goes up on gets on the mic, he goes, for shizzle. I always wanted to say that. <laughs> The Chinese pick Wu Tang Clan. Yeah, there wasn't nobody wanted OJ or something. (laughs) They're trying to make trades or something. Someone had to take. It was like they're trying to trade one person for another. (laughs) Fuck, I don't remember that. I gotta go back and watch again. I do have all those DVDs though. It's fucking brilliant. It's so funny. They're incredible. (laughs) (laughs) The Charlie Murphy True Hollywood Stories are some of the best. He's out with Wayne Brady. <laughs> uh, no, the the Charlie Murphy True Hollywood stories are there's like one story about Rick James or two oh, yeah, stories yeah, yeah. about Rick yeah. James maybe and one about Prince. Oh yeah, they go sorry. and play basketball with Prince, <laughs> and then he made his pancakes. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh shit. Oh, dude, hilarious. so that one with Wayne Brady was fucking hilarious, where, like, he meets Wayne Brady and he's actually evil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he pulls up next to some hooker on the street to get his money, and the hooker doesn't have it, and he's like, is Wayne Brady gonna have to slap a bitch? I thought it was choke a bitch. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he gets, like, super fucking, he's like a pimp. <laughs> yes, <laughs> super aggressive. God, just some of that stuff that Chappelle did was just so funny. Yeah, yeah, for real, man. That's a good show. That's kind of a bummer that that it, it dropped off the way it did, but you know, maybe it's better that it did because I mean, it sounds like the executives at Comedy Central were really pressuring him. Yeah, they're trying into, to fuck him. Yeah, into like saying, you know, you need to do this or that. You need to, you know, not use the n word as much. And it's like, just let him do what he's doing. It's madly successful. Who gives a fuck got, if you can't sell more fucking commercials in it because the the because the fucking advertisers are concerned about the content? Fuck them. That's not who you want advertising for that show anyway. Yeah. Doesn't he have a? He's got a few things on Netflix now, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he's that got is? two different specials. Original yeah. Netflix originals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, that most recent one was fucking great. God, dude, he's such a good storyteller. Hmm. With his jokes and how he brings it all back together. I haven't watched any of his Netflix stuff. I, I need to. David was talking about it not too long ago. and Dude, I, I won't give away the joke, but in the most recent one, he does this thing where he talks about how he's so good he writes jokes backwards. Yes. Oh, and like God. he just has like a fishbowl in his house full of punchlines, and before the show, he just pulled one out. And he's like... <laughs> Stove top? He's like, he's like, the punchline is... And then I kicked her in the pussy. <laughs> He's like, I don't know how I'm going to get there, but when I do, it's going to be hilarious. <laughs> and it's long enough later that you don't see it coming, and it is fucking hilarious. <laughs> oh, God. That's, that's, that's genius. That is awesome. It is God, fucking Yeah, brilliant. that story is so funny. <laughs> is that the stovetop? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I gotta, after this, I got to go watch one of them. Yes. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Oh. Like, and there's. I think it's on one of the older. The older one. He um tells within his hour of his um stand up the four different times in his life that he met OJ, and it's <laughs> fucking great. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> it's so Those funny. Brilliant. <laughs> so, oh, hey, Mister Juice. Dude, I remember the first time I saw Dave Chappelle, it was he was playing a chew in Robin Hood Men in Tights. I haven't I, seen that. Dude, I remember my older cousin Tom, who's like eight to ten years older than me, something like that, was like, Hey, I went to Penguins Comedy Club and it's this comedy club that was in Cedar Rapids. And he's like, and I saw Dave Chappelle, it was the, he he played a chew in Robin Hood Men in Tights, and so he got to see Dave Chappelle like way back before he blew up. Oh man! Just playing wouldn't some little be... club in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Like, yeah, oh. that be... that's nuts. Yeah. That'd be so sweet. Yeah, because I mean, he did that, and then he right after that he did like Half Baked, and then he was in Blue Streak, and that's kind of like when he blew up. Blue. Yeah, I don't know if I've seen Blue Streak. I, it's with it's with Martin. It's think. with Martin Lawrence. He's a cop, or he's a jewel thief, and he hides like an expensive jewel at the very beginning of the movie. Um, at this like construction site and ends up being a police um, police headquarters 
I have so, like, seen some of that. Yeah, so he's when he gets out of there, like his partner was Dave Chappelle. Um that like the other one of the other jewel thieves and stuff. And so like Chappelle's kinda like a supporting actor in that movie. I don't yeah, think I've, I've seen it. Dude, I vaguely remember that based yeah, off of it's it's of kind of it's kind of it has some funny moments in it. <laughs> you know what really funny fucking uh Martin Lawrence movie that people don't really talk about too much is Nothing to Lose. The one yes, they did with Tim, Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins, fuck yes. Holy oh shit, that's got some funny stuff in it. Have you ever seen I, that one, Jordan? Nope. Oh my oh, god, dude, dude. I never I never laughed so hard in except like in the one scene when he's fucking recording um Tim Robbins <laughs> with his feet on fire stomping out the tarantula. <laughs> like the way Martin Lords was laughing, that's how hard I was laughing the first time I saw that. It's great. Dude, yeah, Jordan, you get a kick out of that one. It's fucking it's got some funny shit in it. <laughs> What's it called again? <laughs> Nothing, Nothing to, to lose. lose. Okay, I'll I'll try to check it out. Yeah, like Tim Robbins is like this business dude and like he 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 thinks that he sees his wife having like cheating on him. And so he goes on this huge downward spiral. <laughs> he thinks he did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pretty much you'd have to see the whole movie to see it but basically like yeah he walks in and he sees his his wife like like fucking some other dude and so and he thinks it's his boss and so he's like fuck this shit and so like basically just has a night of fuck it and then you know there's there's developments and stuff it it has a great ending that yeah that sounds like it'd be pretty a a good storyline yeah Yeah, it's a funny movie and him and martin lawrence play off each other really well yeah, yeah, because he plays the great straight man, and you know, and he's the dude from Shawshank Redemption. It's like fucking awesome, right? <laughs> and he's like this uptight banker dude, right? Something like that. <laughs> yeah, he knows like he knows like the he's like um he knows the security and shit really well at his this place that Martin Lawrence wants to rob. So then he's like, I want to fucking rob this guy. He wants to rob his boss to get revenge on him, um, for fucking his wife. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> you just got to see the whole movie to, to fully get it. <laughs> but it. It's fucking great because it has a cool little twist at the end. That, sound, that sounds fucking hilarious, especially yeah. Dave Chappelle. Yeah, I well, I don't know if Chappelle's, Chappelle's not in, in that. that one. No, oh. no, it's just Robbins and Yeah, Chappelle's uh, in, with Martin Lawrence in, in Blue Streaks. Oh, you're talking about Martin Lawrence. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, that's side effect of what's going on. <laughs> yeah i haven't seen i don't i never really liked martin lawrence man i never never did, did. did you like the bad boys movies and i take yeah i take that back i, I love the bad boys movies yeah the second both one's so them. funny yeah they're well, both i haven't great. seen either one of them in a long time but when i was a little bit younger i absolutely loved them yeah i heard they're making a third one oh, i remember nice. when i when the remember when those fucking portable dvd players came out with the screens yep uh-huh yeah, that, that was the first movie I ever watched on one of those. I remember, like, I was younger and I was watching it in my bunk bed and I watched it over and over and over. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that first one a whole bunch of times. I've I've never seen the second one all the way through. But what's funny is that I watched, like, over half of it over at my sister and my brother-in-law's place. And then he was like, oh, here, just take the DVD with you so you can finish it at home. And it's it's still just sitting on my bookshelf and I haven't finished <laughs> it yet. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> I loved what I saw of it though. And that first the first one was so good. Yeah. 
There's so much good TV on right now, though. It's hard to watch oh, anything else. Right? Like, I, I can't wait for fucking Westworld. So like, fucking Yeah. Right. It's like, man, I... Oh, my God. Are you, are you current on Legion? Either one of you? No, no. not yet. Oh, I'm, my I God. I haven't started it again yet, but I'm so stoked to, but... I just need to find the time to do it when I'm not like half asleep because Legion's a show you need to fucking pay attention to. Yeah, I gotta get, I gotta get in the right mindset for that show. I need to rewatch the first season to remember shit. Oh, I had to too. It was so funny though because that that it was the week it premiered and Eric fucking messages us, dude. I have a drug test tomorrow and I'm worried I'm gonna fail it after watching this episode. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was great, dude. It was it was trippy as hell, and so was the second episode. But I really liked the second episode. It was, it, came, it was out this week. It was really good. I love that first season, man. It fucked me up. It, yeah. Well, if you think that did, you just wait till you watch the premiere of uh, season two. Because seriously, it's trippier than anything they did in one. Woo! <laughs> like, like I mean, they, they take it to a whole other level, man. Did you guys it's... both uh, watch season one of Taboo? Oh, yeah. Fuck, that show is great. I can't wait till we get that second season. David loved that show. That was his uh, pop culture show of 2017. Yeah, yeah. dude. Fucking Tom Hardy is so good. Tom Hardy is beyond good. I I mean, Tom Hardy's like a generational talent almost. You know what I mean? He fucking I mean, that blew guy up out of nowhere it. for me. Yeah, he he really did, didn't like, he? I, I saw him in Warrior, and then all of a sudden he Same was here. fucking he was in, he was fucking Bane, and I Same never here. I had no that clue who he wasn't. Time. Like I had no clue who the actors were in Warrior, yeah. either of them. I thought it was just like a a no name random like like UFC type movie. I was the same way, man. I just remember, dude, this dude's fucking ripped, and this dude oh, is yeah. a beast. Oh, he, dude, I love that movie. I've never the, seen Warrior, the, but I've heard it's great. Oh, it's yeah, like, it's really awesome. good. Yeah, it's a phenomenal movie. It's like a good heartwarming movie too. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's good stuff. Nick Nolte has one of the best drunk scenes I've ever seen in a movie. Is that the, <laughs> nice. is that the dad? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it, it's heartbreaking, Joe. It will make yeah. you fucking cry seeing this scene where because because he's been uh, sober for a long time and you know his son Tom Hardy. Well, they're both his sons. But Tom Hardy like remembers just remembers him as a drunk that beat the shit out of him all the time. But he comes back to town and he's you know sober. He's been going AA and has like I don't know, like a hundred days clean or something. <clears throat> Tommy didn't care. He he kept treating him like a piece of shit, like he was a drunk, right? So finally, it, just, it drives him to relapse and drink again. And oh god, Tommy comes in and he's he's reading this. Uh, what was he reading? He's li- he was listening to the audio cassette of uh, Moby Dick I think yes because he had been listening to that all movie long and then all of a sudden like Tommy comes in and he's just fucking reading this or uh, repeating what he's hearing through his audiobook and just screaming it and it's just oh man it brings you to your knees oh wow especially when Tom Hardy like cradles him up and takes him to the other room because that's the first sign of any affection he's shown towards in this the whole movie oh wow yeah, it's it's phenomenal. It's a great movie. It's yeah. Gavin O'Connor. Oh, cool. <laughs> That's why I was uh, happy he was gonna do uh, Suicide Squad too. And yeah. sorry, but my fucking allergies. Suicide Squad. <laughs> <laughs> as, as long as I don't got David Ayer doing I don't, the next one. 
I still can't figure out for the life of me why he was ever said to be coming back, period. I, I don't get it. Right. I feel like the only scene I truly like enjoyed in Suicide Squad was just like the whole introduction of Death of Deathshot at the at the jail shooting all the targets and shit. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty cool. That was like about the only scene I thought was dope. And I was like, okay, this is kind of getting ridiculous. <laughs> God. Jordan, I was excited to hear that you'd been watching The Terror. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How, how many episodes in on it are you? I'm current. How many so, episodes have, have shown so far? I think four. The first two. Yeah, dude. What What? What did you think oh. of that end of episode three? No, I have like, not don't watched spoil episode anything, four. But... I haven't watched episode four. Okay, well, what did you think of that end of episode three without like spoiling it, was, it? Dude, it was crazy, man. <laughs> it was insane. And like, I understand. Like, Joe doesn't like it. It's, it's too slow. And I get that because it is slow, but like it just builds the tension. Yeah. And I've always been a fan of horror and horror stuff that you can't see, right? Uh-huh. Stuff that really gets to you. And then you see, I love that stuff. And so, but I'm glad you like it too. Oh, yeah. Don't dude. get me wrong, man. There's parts of episodes where I'm just kind of like, yawn a little bit, right? Uh huh. But then all of a sudden it just wakes you the fuck back up. Yeah, no, I I think you'll like it. It it slows down a little bit more towards the end of the series, but the the tension keeps building. I watched the whole first season, and I was able to watch it through uh, the AMC uh, screeners website, right? And um and I wrote an article for it for PCL and yeah, but but um I loved it. I thought it was really good, dude. And, and I was watching it in the dark with headphones on, like on my laptop. <laughs> And like there were parts so, that were like literally making me like jump up out of my seat and stuff. It was great. Okay, so does it pick up more? Uh I wouldn't say it really picks up more. It more just kind of takes the same pace, but it it, it is going to change gears on you a little bit halfway through, where like the the supernatural stuff takes more of a back seat to like just the human interaction of these people like losing their fucking minds. Oh shit. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah, wouldn't wouldn't that be insane? Being stuck out there. Oh yeah, it'd be fucking awful. Like fuck that shit, man. Like those dudes. I don't know how they do it. That is. Oh. And back then, it's like it's like you literally are in a place where the environment will kill you. Like if you don't have your wits about you, if you just sit down and be like, I I can't do this anymore, you're just gonna freeze to death and become part of the environment. (laughs) <laughs> like you literally freeze to the ground under you and even if people wanted to move you they wouldn't be able to move you that's why there's bodies still on everest you die on everest you freeze to the mountain you just become part of the fucking mountain god yeah it's, it's fucking creepy shit and then when you add the period piece <laughs> aspect into the terror it's so fucking good yeah i i like it but i it, like it, it. I... and and i understood where where vitaly was coming from talking with it because it, it does it, it it is a little bit of a slow burn, and it quite honestly, I thought the first three episodes were like the most like like real happening episodes, and then after that, it more turns into just kind of like a, a study on these people going crazy and like forming different factions and stuff. And oh, it's fucking awesome! Yeah, because I mean, what what would you what would you do, <laughs> especially with some freaky ass thing coming after your ass? Yeah. And you're still expected to maintain discipline and and listen, you know, to the the fucking captain. Because really, the the whole reason they're all stuck there is because of that commander's fucking hubris. 
Yes. I mean, Crozier told him, turn around. Yeah. We, we have the chance right now to turn around and head back. But if we get frozen here, if this ice comes in around us, we're just part of the ice pack. Yeah. It's going to do whatever it's going to do to us. And he totally didn't listen. And just, you know, <laughs> just trying to, it, it, his ego. Yeah. And it's like, dude, you just condemn the lives of hundreds of men, you piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, yeah, I, I don't want to spoil it, but yeah. And then I love all the flashbacks in it, too, that really builds up, like, the motivations of where these characters were coming from and everything. Oh, yeah. Yes. Great, great little, uh, great character development that way, too. Mm-hmm. Just really showing it's- you who these guys are. Yeah. And, like, how good is the acting in it? I mean, like, that dude who's playing Crozier, who was, um, he was, uh, he was the bad guy in the second Sherlock Holmes movie. Not helping. Yeah, I'm <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of okay, his name was off the top of my head. Uh, but, dude, he's so good. He's so good in it. Like, oh my gosh. I just, yeah, what a fucking cool show. Yeah, I don't it's have a great AMC, show. But otherwise, I'd watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't have that, AMC that, as part of my that, game. Yeah, that's my praise. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. There's not many shows I'd watch again right now because there's so many going on. There's a cool show that's on Netflix that uh, I just like binged over a couple of days called a uh, Faster Car. Or yeah, Fastest I saw Car. That. that one. Yeah, and it's uh, so like the way it works is each episode, um, there's like a four. There's gonna be a four car, uh, hundred yard or a quarter mile drag race, and you'll there's gonna be one supercar against three sleeper cars. So a sleeper car is basically like a car that doesn't look like it's fast, but people have souped them up and stuff. Oh, I have seen that. <laughs> yeah. So like the first episode, I think it's with like a Lamborghini and then like some dude has like a 1940s um, like truck or something like that. And he soups his up and all that shit. And so like at the very end of it, the very finale of the episode is each of the winners from each of the previous episodes face off against each other at the um, it's like the L. El Cur- God, I can't. It's out in Northern California. It's where they do all the land speed records. It's like a dried out lake bed. Oh, the salt um, flats. Yeah, something. I can't remember what it's fucking called though. It's like a certain lake that's been dried out. But then they race out there for like a championship. I don't see. I don't know if I could. I don't know, man. There's so many good shows on. I don't know if I could watch that. You know what I mean? It's it's pretty fun. Like. Just to see like all the shit that people do to their cars and make them fast, and like it's it's pretty crazy to realize like how fucking impressive some of the supercar technology is, but also like how some of it's like like other cars can beat it and stuff like that. Dude, there was a guy. There was a guy from my hometown that bought a Buick Grand National, and he started taking it to Cordova on the weekends, the quarter mile drag strip that's in Illinois. And he was like beating Dodge Vipers and shit in quarter mile races. Now, Buick yeah. Grand National has got like, uh, I think it's like a 3.8 V6 with a turbocharger, like stock. And he's fucking smoking things with a V10. <laughs> yeah, he had, there's, a, there's a Grand National in the show. Yeah. Dude, those are badass fucking cars. Yeah. Like all types. Like some dude souped up like a fucking van. Um, some guy had a big ass like diesel, like Dodge, like turbo 3500 like gigantic fucking truck with like the smoke pipes out the top <laughs> <laughs> like and some did like an electric car and everything but like it 
it's crazy somehow like how fat like it was interesting too like some of the um like people that were at the supercars so like for i think in the first episode the guy that owned the supercars actually um he was really good friends with paul walker and who he was actually the first um person to the scene after the crash so like they were like really good friends um and so like there's like they have like a lot of just difference like different i guess well well off people or like interest just people with interesting stories that have these supercars and stuff that'd be freaky yeah. <laughs> to be like being in a car that doesn't look fast at all and then all of a sudden you start fucking flying at like a v10 or something yeah oh yeah like in a school bus <laughs> Dude, I'd be so terrified to drive like a supercar like that. Like, oh god! If yeah. I fucking scratch that motherfucker, I'm screwed. <laughs> oh no, kidding, right? Oh, I just be worried about like losing control of it. I wouldn't. Oh, I'd be afraid to drive like over like forty miles an hour on it at first until I even like understood it. <laughs> like I know what type of power you possess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to fuck with you. <laughs> no. Oh god. Yeah. I'm getting tired. Sorry. <laughs> I know. It's like, ah, oh, we're kinda of starting to wind down. My parents want to bail. He's bass fishing. <laughs> and now we transition into the part of the show where we all talk about our other podcasts we do. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan, I'm proud of you. You haven't plugged Supercast thirty times like you did last episode. <laughs> <laughs> In a row. <laughs> yeah, how many how many times and how many times did Sturdy plug his? What is it like the same? <laughs> Talks on docs, right? <laughs> That's great. Yes, Talks on Docs. Thank you. That's what I was trying to remember. I'm not I was trying to remember what he kept saying. Oh. Uh, yeah, no. No, I feel I I think I uh, got enough in there last time, man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, this was fun though. It was fun. So we talked comics for a couple hours, and then you went a little bit serious there. That was kind of cool. Yeah, talked all types of shit. <laughs> I think we got a little bit serious when we were talking about just going out in the woods and stuff, and how oh, <laughs> <laughs> just smoke a lot of reefer and just enjoy nature, <laughs> right? <laughs> Your problems will get, go right? away. <laughs> Observe the squirrel as he scampers about, burying nuts, and then forgetting where they were, thus planting trees. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just trying to figure out how the fuck to get out of this goddamn cave in Far Cry. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Dude, I'm, I'm not kidding you. I mean, we've been sitting here recording for like 20 minutes, and I've just been running around in circles in this cave. <laughs> like the entire time. <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> um yeah but definitely check out jordan on the supercast it is a super awesome podcast you can check out me and rod on uh number one comic books uh, as a bi-weekly we just cover number ones that's it we're not talking number twos number threes fuck that number ones it's a good comic to know if you need to jump on a series or not or sorry, a good podcast to know if you need to jump on a series or not. Yeah, it's definitely fun. And with with the four co-hosts, you're getting four different takes on on each number one, four number ones per episode, and then you know a handful of others. 
it's uh it's definitely a good spot good spot to check out uh some new stuff and a wide variety of uh publishers too we've covered some weird ones yeah and we keep doing them like we've done image we've done the main ones but we've also done some other not very well known ones yeah yeah and there's a lot of good gems out there that are part of uh publishers that you don't normally talk about or know yeah yeah it's it's fucking shocking really how many number ones because like i'd usually keep up with like the image number ones but and then when i really started just looking for number ones every month i was like holy fuck there's a lot of them out there oh yeah yeah there is (laughs) yeah (laughs) so uh this monday we're gonna record our next episode and uh there's there's a a book that like i'm not gonna give anything else away other than the title of one of the ones that i read <laughs> it was evil bong versus ginger dead man yes <laughs> for one I, this is i brought i brought this up on the supercast a while back but i got the oh, name wrong you? yes but i got the name wrong because i knew it was coming out i was like it's a number one it counts i read it i took notes tune into the Oh issue God. three of number one comic books and i'll give you my fucking five minute breakdown on that book. perfect dude i i can't wait i'm serious it's like i i wanted to read that never got it though it, it was a comic book i'll tell you yeah because me me and the the guy at my comic shop like he told me about it and we were just kept going off about no way you know this is the greatest thing ever uh, yeah i mean talk about hooking you with a title right right Oh God! Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. This was awesome, dude. Thank you guys both so much for joining me for episode fifty. This was uh, totally awesome. Lots of laughs. No, thank you for having me on the fiftieth episode. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. Had a hell of a time. Oh hell yeah, hell yeah, and uh, yeah. Let's see if uh, if there's a rebellion. We've been doing a lot of comic talking lately, but quite honestly, it's like I'm so fucking busy with work. And it's like, oh, the one constant in my life right now is I read a fuck ton of comics. So it's easy for me to talk about comics. Nobody wants to hear me talk about how fucking stressed I am because I'm working <laughs> overtime every week and shit. <laughs> and I'm dreaming about sourcing parts. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool. I mean, just as long as you don't forget to listen to the Supercast. Hey, there you go. <laughs> Pull circle. Nailed it. Yeah, <laughs> Got one in there. Oh. And you guys mentioned your sports ball, too. No. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, seriously. I mean, if you guys do like sports, that's the weird thing. It's like, I remember uploading that on the Supergast feed, and I'm like, dude, people are going to look at this and be like, okay, hold on. Hold, hold on, what? I thought this was like a, a fucking geek podcast. Sports? What the fuck, man? <laughs> so, <laughs> that was funny, but... Yeah, if you like sports, check it out. I mean, we do all sports, but it'll mostly be football. That's like, like they're, Dave and Eric, like, yeah, we should just cover all sports. And I was like, yeah, okay. And I'm like sitting over here laughing, like, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, I mean, I'm not a sports fan, but I think it's really cool. I mean, people can be just as passionate about sports as they are about pop culture stuff. And then you guys are, are super passionate about both of them. So why not? And you've already oh, got no, an audience I'd... with the super cast, and, and you're doing it right. the right way by just, Having it, hey, this episode is sports ball. This is what you're getting into if you do this. And, you know, it's brought to you by the Supercast. It's perfect. It's awesome, dude. Appreciate it. The hard thing for me is I'm just, you know, I'm such a fucking 
I'm a Vikings nut. I listen to probably 10 Vikings podcasts a week, episodes of different, <laughs> <or> different ones. <laughs> and so I'm like super well-versed on like the entire team of the Vikings. Like I could tell you all of them, like what they do. And so now, and, it's, and sometimes I follow the NFL too, but it's, it's so hard to be on that show and not talk about them. <laughs> I love it. But yeah, it's fun. And I mean, we're not going to have a lot of episodes. I mean, it'll come out like, I don't know, once every two weeks to once a month, you know. It's just whenever. But nice. thank you. I appreciate it. And once again, congratulations on 50 episodes, man. It's oh, crazy to think about. It. And I'm just losing my voice as we keep going. I think it's like my allergies or something. I'm <laughs> He's about to cry. He's losing it. It's getting emotional for him. He's truly touched. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's this fucking weather. It, it was, I don't know. I think it was like 30 degrees last week. And today it was 77 all day. And. So, uh, on Saturday, it's supposed to be like forty or something like that. So it's 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 all over the fucking place. Oh yeah, I I've heard forecasts that we're supposed to get snow, more snow in Iowa again this weekend. I said, yeah, Are you fucking kidding me. Yeah, I remember uh, David sent me a picture a couple weeks ago of his backyard just covered in snow, like feet. I think he said he got like a total of eight feet over the week or something. Holy fuck! <clears throat> Do we seriously just have winter and summer? Like yeah, we we get like one or two weeks of spring if we're lucky, and then we get like one or two good weeks of fall, and the next thing you know, it's fucking twenty degrees outside. Yeah, it's insane, and I, and I feel like it's that all over the fucking place right now. Like not just a few places. So fuck weather, fuck the weather, <laughs> man, because it's never right. There you go. <laughs> and there's a new number one coming out from Image called Weather Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, by the dude who did shirtless bear fighter. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I can't wait for it. I want a shirtless back. Yeah. <laughs> we all Absolutely. do. Oh, they're they're I think they're gonna come out with another one. Yeah, for sure. yeah they'd be silly not to. The, yeah. the response on that was huge. It was. So yeah, I I s I think they will. That's Jody Leup. Is that the did that? I think so I, I think so. I, Leap or Leahup or something. Yeah, something like yeah. that. I think so. Is right. that a guy named Jody or is it a lady named Jody? I guess I'm pretty I sure know. it's a guy. Okay, I'm, I'm pretty sure. That's okay. I've never I, met him or anything, but <laughs> <laughs> the guy's got an awesome imagination. Then I'll tell you that. Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, that show was great. Sweet. The baby, the, ba- the baby pictures were the best. <laughs> <laughs> the blurred out dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's fucking rad. Flapjacks and syrup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this has been great. Well, thank you both very much for coming on. Thank you all for listening. Until next time, this has been Starkcast. Later. If you have any questions or comments on what you just heard, you can email me at startcastpod at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at the Tubby Ninja, or you can check out my Facebook page at facebook.com slash startcastpod. Thank you very much for listening. Hey, I'd like to take a moment to ask you all a big favor. If you enjoy listening to Startcast, please log on to iTunes and leave me a review. It uh, really helps with visibility for the show, and um, I would super appreciate it. If you're not a fan and you want to be honest and tell me how much my show sucks, go ahead and leave me a one of those, too. This is that time of year, though, where you can go find all those cheap Reese's eggs. Those are the shit. Yeah. I mean, really? (laughs) 
Are you going to make it? Oh, man, I'm eating those sweet heat Skittles. <laughs> and a bunch of them just went down my throat. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, oh, that was bad. That was scary. Oh, no. Have you, have you guys almost choked before on food? Like, really, like, thought you oh, were going to, yeah. like, choke, choke? Yeah. God, I remember that happened to me once in my own apartment by myself. That was scary as fuck. Oh, by yourself would be scary. Yeah, like, I had to, like, fucking pull the food out of my throat with my hand. Uh, mm, yeah. You, know, you can give yourself the Heimlich like, on the corner of a table. Yeah, I, I don't know what the fuck I would have done. I was like, oh, shit. Because, like, I thought like, I'd, I'd shoot a piece of steak because I had flank steak, so they're kind of, like, long, thin slices. And I thought I'd like chewed them up in a couple like different pieces, so I went to swallow, and it was still connected. So it was like one really long piece, and it got like lodged in my throat. It's uh, like fuck. So I'd like pull the whole thing out. Oh fuck that. Mm mm. Uh uh. No. Yeah, yeah, it was scary. I was like, oh, I could have been dead. Dude, when yeah. I was in when I was in high school, I was making bagels. And so you know how like bagels will usually come with that square plastic thing rather than like a twisty tie for the bag? Mm-hmm. Well, I just put that in between my teeth while I was messing with the bag. I stubbed my fucking toe walking in the kitchen and I like inhaled in and I inhaled that little fucking plastic square thing and it got lodged in my throat. Jesus. Yeah. And I fucking like just fucking swallowed it. Like, Wait, what was it again? Come, like the little, you know how like if like a, a sack of bagels or like a bread sack or something like that, you know how it'll either come with like a wire twisty tie or it'll come with a little plastic square thing. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I like got one of those things lodged in my throat and it was down far enough to where it wouldn't come back up. So I just drank enough water to where I swallowed the thing. How the Damn. hell do you do that? I don't know. It was not my proudest moment. <laughs> <laughs> Well, sooner like that ties the bag shut. It's because I was holding it in, in my teeth. Food. I was holding it in my teeth while I was just I undid the bag and I was oh. like, pulling the bagel apart and putting it in the toaster. And then I was going to take it out of my teeth, you know. And then you spin the bag closed again. And I was going to take it okay. out of my teeth and then put it back on the bag and then set the bag, you know, wherever we we're fucking keeping it. But in the interim, I fucking stubbed my toe against like that, you know, baseboard under the counters. And it made me like inhale in. Are we recording right now? No. Well, yeah, but I mean, I haven't done the intro. I love how you just like described a play-by-play on how you would tie back up a bag of bagels. (laughs) Yeah, that's my process. (laughs) How else is it done? (laughs) Can I be the play-by-play announcer for that? (laughs) And you get the quick twist. He doesn't I suppose give it I the, could just do a random the whole 360. He gives it the 180 twist. <laughs> I could just do a random, and we're back. And then I'll just fucking actually put that in front of the bagel talk so that everybody can know my shame. <laughs> there we go. 